You're listening to The oh. Scrimmage with Daniel Hargrove oh. and Justin Domashevitz. Daniel Hargrove? <laughs> and Andrew Crouch. Hello. Welcome to our new studio. Where we have the mood lighting on in here. Hey there, viewers. Hi, slash viewers. listeners. My seat also is rolly. I'm rolling it back and forth. That was Wait. such a poor, poor decision on my part. Why does Daniel it? get a rolly seat? Justin's seat is. Did you not trust recline? me? Are Next you in week, a recliner no, over there? I, I it's a camping you, chair. I gave you the comfy chair. It's actually is very comfortable. It's a little low, <laughs> but it's very comfortable. Next week, Daniel, if you're not, if you can't be trusted with wheels, you'll get a bench. Oh, <laughs> wait! I haven't sat the bench since my junior year. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll bench you. <laughs> That's not true. I sat the bench a lot in college. I forgot. I sat about on that. the bench a lot in rec basketball. <laughs> Because it's hard to play more than eight minutes a game <laughs> without hurting myself. I uh, I have survived so far. I survived today. I went roller skating today. Is this still supposed to be an intro? I guess we're supposed to get into other important things. Oh, is this, are we doing the show now? Is that what this is? I thought we were still talking before the show. We do have a lot of cool stuff to talk about today. There's some college basketball action. We've got high school basketball recaps. Yes. High school wrestling recaps. Yes. And lots of the nonsense that you love to watch us talk about. Is that... Do people love that? I love that. Uh, Justin sure. <laughs> chooses. Let's get it going with the two minute drill. Yeah. yeah. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Hello. Gotta hurry, gotta hurry, gotta hurry. Hey, two minute situation. 44 seconds. Hand the ball around. Gun duel right, gun duel right. Three jet Buckeye. Don't worry. Three. The two minute drill starts now. Seattle Seahawks receiver DK Metcalf told Bleacher Report that he is training to try and make the 2024 Olympic track team. Daniel, should DK focus more on football? I don't know. Does does training to make the track team does that take away from training for football? It's I mean, just I running. guess Yeah, I, I would suppose that maybe not everything crosses over, but I'm I'm kind of assuming that a lot of it crosses over. So I'm gonna say I don't really care because I think it's I think it's kind of cool, and I'm in the middle of the texty text. You're supposed to read the next question. Oh yeah, here we go. All right, <laughs> Michigan men's basketball coach Juwan Howard was suspended for the remainder of the regular season after a post-game scuffle escalated to him striking a Wisconsin assistant coach in the face. Justin, was the punishment for Howard appropriate? I do think the punishment for Howard was appropriate, and he did do the worst thing, but he didn't do the first thing. And I think the thing out of all of this that really bothered me was Wisconsin's response, because their coach, Greg Gard, kind of escalated this whole thing by not letting Jawan Howard go by and leave the floor. Instead, he blocked him and he grabbed him, and then in addition to getting in his face and yelling at him, then he's got his assistant coach coming over, making an ASS out of himself, and the whole thing turned into players fighting and everything, and Jawan Howard was mad. He wanted to leave, and in Greg Gard, instead of saying, you know what? You can just go by. I'll call you later. He decided, how dare you disrespect me in the handshake line? <laughs> Speaking of handshake lines, 
In the wake of the Michigan-Wisconsin scuffle, legendary broadcaster Dick Vitale said college basketball should consider making post-game handshakes optional to avoid these type of issues. What? Daniel, should college basketball eliminate the mandatory post-game handshake line? No! What are you... Are you... Is Dick Vitale high? It's too much to ask for people to be good sports. Right? Hey, you know what? Be a good sport always. And in all ways. Always be a good sport. Learn how to lose. Give me a break. Learn how to lose, losers. (laughs) Major League Baseball players currently are locked out while the union attempts to come up with a new agreement with the league that are being total butts. However, that didn't stop Commissioner Rob Manfred from announcing some new rules. Yeah, do that, Rob. A designated hitter will be implemented in the National League in 2022, and a draft lottery will be added as an anti-tanking measure. Wait. (laughs) Daniel, are these good moves for the future of baseball? I just realized I accidentally wrote three questions for you. (laughs) I'm glad that I actually... This is the second week in a row that I've screwed up the two-minute drill questions. Yeah, the two-minute drill questions last week, you did terrible. Oh, wait. Second week I've been on the show in a row. Yeah. Uh, so, wait. I'm supposed to answer this yeah. question? What I do don't you think know. About I the- kind of like that the National League was different. <laughs> I, I like... I, I get it. I get having the DH in the National League because watching pitchers, pitchers hit is usually miserable. So I understand it. But I liked that there was some different strategy and that it was a slightly different brand of baseball. But now I guess... All of baseball is going to be swing as hard as you can and try and hit dingers. Is that, is that your computer trying to turn on? Mm-hmm. How, how's that going for you? Uh, I've got a blue screen right now. In, oh. case, in case anybody's interested in that uh, coach fight, there was a really great John Boy breakdown oh, yeah, of yeah. that on YouTube. Yeah. So, Daniel, did you see the video of that? No. I think, I think that... <laughs> I saw the title... <laughs> Of John Boy's video, and then I just never got around to watching it. I think that was the thing, was like, obviously, Juwan Howard cannot escalate to the point where he hits someone in the face. Like, he obviously did the worst thing there. But he was trying to be like, I'm angry. And you know, like, we've all played in sporting events, and I get it, he's a coach, so it's a little different. But... Like, he was amped up about something he shouldn't have been amped up about. But he was mad and recognized, I gotta go. So he yeah. in, he didn't shake his hand. He said, I'm going to remember this. And he tried to walk away. And it was like Greg Gard, who's been a, he's been a coach in the Big Ten for a long time, was like, I feel so disrespected. I must stop you. You must wait here while I mansplain something to another man about something that had happened in this bouncy ball hoop game. So and dumb. if he had just let him walk away. Yeah. I, I actually disagree. Okay, tell me. I, I He... He he hit his like he he hit, held his arm. Oh, you need you need to talk into the microphone. Sorry, so, but now he I can see your arm. face, so I don't know. I can... <laughs> he held his arm after after the guy tried to like like stiff shoulder past him, saying, "I'll remember that." Like, I would have been like, "Hold up, what what are you talking about?" And then oh, okay. I and then the guy like... went absolutely bonkers. But it wasn't at that point. It wasn't just him going bonkers because also oh, yeah, everything went and bonkers you can't immediately. See it. But but before that, what did you watch the breakdown? 
I didn't watch the John Boy one, but I watched bonkers. several other ones. He went bonkers. <laughs> like real ones from he news He went bonkers outlets. in the but quarter don't give me news second. Outlets. <laughs> he went bonkers in the quarter second after he the the other coach grabbed his arm. He was already like mad. it was instant like yeah. like like don't, don't both touch hands him. into his chest, grabbed the Don't touch him. It was it He's was mad, instant. don't touch him. It's it's a handshake line. He's mad. Usually don't that touch involves him. touching. It doesn't involve blocking someone and grabbing them so that they can't get past you. I I, I don't he, think he had a chance to get to the point of blocking and grabbing. He touched his arm and turned towards him and got grabbed and with both hands in the chest. I thought I thought it was entirely under like I didn't think that he went across any any normal type of boundary. Because you, you think when you get shouldered on the way by, you're obviously going to turn around and be like, hey, what's that? And touch yeah, their arm. Yeah. That's, that's how I I haven't know. seen it, but <laughs> um, so I don't know. I think that the annoying part was, see now, like this is what I'm trying to teach my kids. Like understand that regardless of whatever argument you're in, what level of accountability you have in it and try to identify so you can not do that again. Yeah. So to me, I while I understand what Greg Gard was trying to do, because he's like, hey, you don't have to be mad. Let me just explain to you what happened, which is a totally reasonable and rational response. When a large, angry man is trying to walk away from you, just do the respectful thing and let him walk away. Because him stopping him while, like, you know, in society, yeah, if, if in an, any normal scenario somebody's mad at you, you could be like, whoa, 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 hold on, let me explain. But what he did there, instead of letting the situation kind of blow over, made everything explode. And I know he didn't do that intentionally. I guess, I guess just hearing both sides of what you guys are saying, I agree that he didn't do the correct thing. But I don't think that he should also be suspended for his part in it. Because he did a normal thing that triggered an explosion. So what I wanted was to have something come out from Wisconsin afterward that because then the other thing was they have an assistant coach while it as again these guys have been separated. Yeah. And they're moving apart, they have an assistant coach coming over and like escalating the argument with Juwan Howard further and he's yeah. the one who gets hit in the face. Yeah. I wanted so that the guy Wisconsin. Been... I wanted the Wisconsin um AD to come out and say, you know what? This was bad. Juwan Howard was bad. There are things that we could have done differently. And he didn't do that. He came out and he did an interview immediately yeah. afterwards saying, I've reviewed the tape and it speaks for itself. We did nothing wrong. This is all Juwan Howard. He's terrible. <laughs> we are Wisconsin and we did everything right. And then what ended up happening was Juwan Howard gets suspended five games and then Wisconsin, I believe, from the big 10 is handed a, a $10,000 fine or something like that. Okay. Like they didn't get away with nothing, yeah. but then the Wisconsin response was kind of a smarmy, like, well, we'll pay the fine, but we didn't actually do anything wrong. Like just admit that you have some level of accountability yeah. in this, in your program. Like you have people in your program that did not behave appropriately. So don't make it like, let's demonize Juwan Howard yeah. and not admit any amount of wrongdoing that we had. And that's the only thing that I had about it was gotcha. like, they needed to admit that we weren't perfect angels in this scenario, but there was constant. I'm just kidding. No. Yeah. You're absolutely right. 
Uh, I, just, I think that more college basketball games should end in brawls between yeah. the coaches. The handshake line is interesting, right? Because doesn't it seem like why doesn't it, it seem like it feels like such a small expectation to be like, no, just go shake your opponent's hand when the game is over. Like, yeah. doesn't it seem like that's a reasonable thing? Yes, they do it in pro hockey. Yeah, at the end of every game, they do it in almost every they sport don't do it growing pro, up. They don't do it in pro sports. Though. I know, but they uh, do it. They, Only hockey. Hold baseball on. is the one where they do it the least. Well, which, they shake which hands with themselves. Me. Yeah, they shake hands with themselves, and that frustrates me, to be honest. Yeah. It's Even in pro basketball, they don't have a line, yeah. but they always have guys meeting okay, and shaking hands. that's what and Dick Vitale fo- is and asking in, for. And He's in, asking for something where you let the players choose who they want to go shake hands with. I think that's stupid. You know, if somebody's that angry, they don't have to go in the line. Like, I know it seems, like, mandatory, but if... Nobody's actually going to grab a college kid and be like, you're going to shake hands. Like, if he just walks off the court. Oh, yeah, Tom what would have happened? What Tom pretty much said it. He pretty much said he would. Yeah. What and you know what? That's if the, fine. If, you want, if your coach wants to be about that, yeah. and your coach wants to... For, then that's a program thing. But if your coach wants to start a fight, should the coach not have gone to the... like? Yeah, see, coaches don't have to do the shake, handshake thing either. Like, So he wasn't actually required to be there. I mean, requirement, he might get fined, I guess. I don't okay. know if there's a literal okay. rule in the Big Ten or Big 12. Was it Big Ten? The Big Ten. In the Big Ten rule book that says if you don't go and shake hands, you're going to get fined. You know fined. what? That's a really good point that you guys, that you just brought up because all week I've been hearing everybody talk about a mandatory handshake line. What would actually happen if a player just went, eh, I'm not going to do that? Yeah. And just went to the locker room. Exactly. Probably nothing, right? Probably not. He might get flogged. I mean, people... But then if he got punished, it would be by his own program and his own coach. Yeah. The Big Ten's not going to call and say, hey, that player skipped out on the handshake I mean, line. I'm sure he'd get, you know, some people calling him LeBron James or something like yeah. that. But other than that, you know, I don't think it would actually be, like, getting in trouble. Yeah. I don't I, know. And see, that's the thing. Like, I think that it shows, at the end of the day, this is a game... And no matter what happened on the court, even if in normal life, people smashing into each other is not expected, we're proving that this is a game that when the buzzer sounds, we go and shake the other team's hand and we say good game. But there's been rivals that we've had that I hated as people. I know, but <laughs> usually we still shake hands. Have I been very upset and in the... Sh- it, the okay, so I'm going to go with... You know, story time, glory days, Daniel here. There's been games where I have gone into the handshake line and my whole team has been like, is anybody going to punch this kid in the stomach on our way by? Like to about, you know, players from the other team. And we talk about it. We're like, oh, I can't believe it. And sometimes, you know, this is the worst thing that we ever did in a handshake line. Skip that person. Ooh. Yeah. Big burn, right? Brutal. Like, you're not burning them at all. You're just refusing to shake that one person's hand. But if you're saying that you hate the entire team so much that you're not going to shake anybody's hand, get over yourself, man. Like, Do you see a difference between college and pros for this? Because, like I was saying, the only professional sport that has, like, an official, hey, we're going to line up and shake everyone's hand is hockey. In the NFL, and, like you pointed out, in the NFL, they do it. Like, the quarterback always goes and finds yeah. the other. There's always guys talking to stuff after the game but it's like what dick vitale was lobbying for let's yeah. let's make it so these guys can go congratulate each other but skip the convention of the official handshake line 
do you see a difference between college and pro sports and should the college game try to model itself more after what the pro sports do? I don't think the college game should try and model what the pro sports is doing. I don't think that they have to be the same. And I like that. I mean, college sports are becoming more and more like pro sports every day with the business side of everything. Besides the fact that you're still not paying players, obviously, but I don't really like that. Like, I like that they're different. I like that. It's still about, you know, team and sportsmanship and not, singular entities out on a basketball court for the most part trying to work together enough to win and then you know if they want to shake hands with a couple other guys that's fine but you know i I don't know it just it seems like that's just what you do like it because you're again you're showing that it was a game you're showing that it was a competition and you can lose and still congratulate the other team for and say good game because it was a hard-fought game and if you can't do that as an athlete, then that gets to the point of you're taking away one of the huge good things about sports and about youth sports and about building character and about character development. If you're saying you no longer have to be able to function as a person after losing or having a hard situation to then be like, hey, good game to your opponent. That takes away a huge thing. And if you go to the, if that happens in the college level, I know this is a slippery slope slope argument, but if you're like, oh, college should be more like the pros. Well, then what do you think the high school level is going to turn into? The high school is going to want to model after college. And and then it's just going to be like, sports is about, besides the precious few who are earning scholarships or going to the pros, sports is about developing character in a way that kids can enjoy that maybe aren't into other things that develop character, you know, cause every kid is good at different things throughout life that hopefully you can encourage them to do, whether it's music, whether it's sports, whether it's, you know, FFA, whatever it is, you're trying to help your kids get into these situations where they can develop character, develop work ethic. And I'm not saying that every kid who plays sports is developing those things, but that should be the biggest reason for these things is that they have something that they can excel at, that they're good at, that they enjoy that then builds these character qualities of like, yeah, that didn't go well for you, but you can still turn around and be like, hey, good job, you. Because then when you get in the workforce and somebody else gets a promotion and you don't, you can be like, hey, good job, instead of wanting to go murder that person. I'm not saying that and that was a little bit of a leap there, but I don't know. Figuratively murdered. Do, do I need to get off my soapbox? Like, no. what, what are you feeling like? Am I completely off base with no, this? well said. I think there's a difference between college and pros. I really do think that. Because yeah. like... And maybe at the highest level of big-time college sports, it could be similar. But, you know, 90-plus percent of college basketball players are never going to play pro ball. Yeah. So you're playing it, you know, as a way to help get you through college. But you're playing it for the same reason that people play sports at younger levels. You're playing it to help teach you life lessons. Like, these are the, you know, as coaches of youth sports and high school sports and whatever, these are the kind of things that coaches are always telling people. Yeah. And what does every college coach say? Do they say, yep, we're coaching Box just out. for the sports? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, but they, they always say that the, like, the cliche answer now for any program is we're not just coaching athletes. We're trying to grow young men and women. Mm-hmm. Like that's the, that's the thing that every coach says, right? They're like, we're, just, we're trying to grow young women. We're trying to grow young men. They never go, yep, it's all about winning here. 
No, they they always preach that. Yeah. Well said. So, I'm with I, you. I have some input from Francis here. Oh. He says, uh, splaining does not need to be gender specific, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> he also observes that sobriety is not a part of Daniel's podcast style today. <laughs> he says, Wisconsin is classless, period. Their new nickname from him is the Wisconsin B-U-T-T holes. <laughs> he put a hashtag in. Can we in. not say buttholes? I don't know. He put a hashtag in, okay. so I wasn't sure if I should read it. Okay. Uh, and then I don't know if he wants his name, you know. So. Uh, <laughs> and then he said that Greg Gard wishes he was Bud Foster. No credibility and no class. I agree Bud with him on all of that, but I also agree with everything that Daniel said about um, character building. And I do think, like I, like I said on the beginning end of this, it feels like a pretty reasonable expectation to just be like, just go shake their hands. Like, it's a pretty yeah. simple human function. You're not asking them to be buddies. Yeah. You're not saying, hey, you have to go be best friends with this guy now. Yeah. You have to go exchange phone numbers, go on a date later. I think you sort of <laughs> changed my mind because at the beginning of, at the beginning of it, I was like, I mean, it, in NBA and NFL, it's like, well, yeah, like they do show sportsmanship. They all do go yeah. shake hands with each other and pal around and everything after the game. Yeah. But it's not the same. It really is not. College is not the same. Exactly. Yeah. That's my. That's how I feel about it. I'm with you. Wow. That was a. That was a strong discussion. I was not expecting that from that yeah, one. That was good. <laughs> Want to talk about baseball stuff? Uh, I'm just sad. Uh, I'm just about, sad and scared. How, how lame is it that anti- Major League Baseball ends forever right when the Mariners are just about to get good? <sighs> they were just gonna let you down anyway. <laughs> but we had hope, <laughs> but Justin. They didn't have a chance. <laughs> We have hope. <laughs> hope is the worst possible thing you can have as a Mariners fan. Because at least if you don't have hope, it can't be dashed. Tell that to the Georgia Bulldogs this year. <laughs> they have had their hopes dashed so many times. And this year it came true. That's what we're <laughs> that's all we're dreaming for, Justin. It happened to the Seahawks. It'll happen eventually. You can't go an eternity. Of a pro sports franchise without winning, can you? It feels like an eternity can, since can they even you? made the playoffs. Can that? I mean, can that happen? Is it possible? Statistically, can it's not possible. Not right? I mean, out? statistically, if they keep having sports seasons, the Mariners will win a World Series eventually, Someday. right? I really think they're the anomaly of a cursed franchise <laughs> that couldn't win when they had some of the greatest players of all time on the same team in the 90s. At the same time, at the peak of their play. And then they didn't have those players, and they won 116 games and yeah. still lost. In the... Okay, stop it. You're, prov- you're, you're persuading me in the opposite direction. It's making you feel sad. I apologize. What if this <laughs> does last whatever 100 plus years like the Cubs and the Red Sox? What if it lasts that long? Then we'll all be dead. I'll be dead. <laughs> Justin, what if I'm dead before they win the World Series? Wait, what if you're dead before they make the playoffs again? Was it a playoff drought for the Red Sox? No, it was World Series win. Okay, yeah. That talk about the height of like privilege. (laughs) You're you're worried about your World Series drought. Well, now now they you know make it. They just keep making it easier to make the playoffs. Justin, I'm sure you listened to us last week. I did. But wow. You guys got the number of NBA teams wrong like five times. Yes. You know what? I'm not even going to apologize. Wait, so for there's that. only 30, there's 30 NBA NBA teams. Yeah. And there's 32 NFL and teams. And 20 of them make the playoffs. 
That's no, the planes. Two-thirds. The planes don't count. The planes don't count. <laughs> 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 20 of them keep playing after the regular season is over but only 16 of them make the playoffs <laughs> <laughs> the post post season the post post yeah okay do you have any stump daniel questions for me uh, well i i do the problem is i got this little <laughs> swirling circle on my computer right oh it's now. on your computer yeah yeah poop so yeah. should i not intro it how should, about if we, we, we delay it and... let's let's throw it into the third segment <laughs> and hopefully by the third segment because my computer decided this would be a good time to uh, install the updates oh yeah so hopefully do you have andrew's wi-fi password at least I don't, but it, the updates are already downloaded. Okay. They're just installing now. I'm at 46% complete. Okay. All right. Well, I'll maybe, keep you updated. We'll get back on the updates. You'll get me updated on the updates. Yeah. There we go. Let's get back to that, hopefully at a later date. Yeah, because that's how long your computer will. Probably be tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, save them yeah. for next week. Next. Uh, Stump Daniel is brought to you by the law office of Jeffrey A. Domashevitz. Yeah. Okay. No, I think that might be a discussion for off air. Wait, 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 wait. I want to go back to baseball okay. for a second. Okay. But not Mariners related. Okay. Pass. I have always been of the opinion that a draft lottery in baseball wouldn't matter nearly as much because baseball draft picks are not as valuable right? as they are in other sports. It's a crapshoot anyway. I feel like they solved a problem that didn't need to be solved by saying that because teams are still going to tank because tanking is not about losing games to get higher draft picks in baseball. It's about losing games and building up your farm system by making trades and stuff. Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's usually what you do. But at the end of a season, if you're not in it, you then trade away your good players yeah. for farm players. Right. That's not tanking. That's literally just how baseball works. But yeah. if you go into a rebuilding of like a two or three year like we saw the Mariners have done over the That's last That's how you years. do it. Yeah. But the Mariners didn't lose games because they... Like, right. They weren't they trying to lose They probably did want games. the higher draft picks, but that was a really small percentage I, compared to let's build up our farm system with Yeah, trades. I understand exactly. what you're saying. They're losing games. They're losing just as many games as if they were tanking, but they're not doing it for the purpose of losing games. They're exactly. Because yes. they're getting rid of everyone who's good. E- exactly. The tank, the losing of the games is a byproduct of how you build, build your farm system with how you trade players away. Right. The draft is not generally how you build up your free future team. Yeah. You build up your team. Yeah. By hopefully making a couple good draft picks, but also by trading your star players for known double and triple a good players. The NFL would benefit from a lottery. Yes. Like that would avoid things like owners offering to pay coaches $100,000 a game per loss. Yeah. Like and, Stephen Ross of Miami is have reported to have done with Brian Flores. The, the, Mar- the Mariners should be the perfect case study to the NFL, to the MLB about, hey, guess what? Teams aren't actually tanking like trying to lose games besides farm system because not once – but twice there was a consensus number one overall pick coming up in the MLB draft, and both of those times the Mariners took second to last by winning the last series of the season. Bryce Harper and Steven Strasburg, and the Mariners were like, yeah, we don't want them. Let's go out and win a series, which we haven't done all year. Yet when it was time to break the overall wins record instead of tying it, they lost that <laughs> series at the end of the year. Okay, so wait, I... I wanted to say I had an idea yeah. for what they should have done besides a draft lottery. Okay. I think Andrew's going to really like it. Just split the whole thing up into tournaments? Francis told me to take Daniel's keys. 
<laughs> so you can't drive home. He also says baseball is it's, dead. Here comes disc golf. And the Mariners are proving that statistics are crap. So you know how Andrew's always trying to add tournaments to things? Yes. At the end of the year, okay. you take all the baseball teams who didn't make the playoffs. Okay. Yes. And have them it. play a tournament. Because yes. baseball, any team can beat any team on any day. Single There's game elimination? It's not single elimination oh. because you need to rank them one through, you oh. know, okay. Okay. 18 or however many teams it is that don't make the playoffs. Okay. But instead of the losingest team getting it, the team that wins the best of the bad teams should earn the number yeah. one pick by winning games. I love that. I knew you'd like it. I actually <laughs> thought of you. I can get behind it because it would be fun. Yeah. But my fairness level is like, <laughs> well, the crappy team's not going to get the best draft pick. It's like, it's like when we have the keeper. No, not the keeper league. It's the Keeper League where I'm like, dang, which six st- of these nine awesome players am I going to keep? No, you know what? Because we still snake in our Keeper League, don't we? Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah. And see, I don't think that's correct because the crappy teams are still going to be crap, so they should get an advantage in the draft. But a snake is there to make it so there's as little of an advantage as possible in a draft. So we should snake the MLB draft. <laughs> The actual MLB draft. Yes. And the NFL draft. That would yeah. be really interesting. Absolutely. Whoever wins the Super Bowl gets two of the top 33 picks. I mean, in the... <laughs> yeah, but in the NFL, that still wouldn't be that bad because as we've seen, outside of the top 10, the drop-off of NFL draftees is massive. Maybe even outside of the top five. Maybe even outside like, of the top three. Maybe even... After Sam Howell. First, oh, wait. No, well, the he's first really plummeting real fast. Bus, I, don't so. I don't know why you brought that up. <laughs> that, that, was was pretty, that was pretty mean. <laughs> who's, who's got the number 32 pick of the draft this year? Because somebody was saying that they should, they might take Sam Howell. Wouldn't it be the team that just won the Super Bowl? That would make sense, but that's not true. No, it isn't going to be because the Rams don't have a first-round pick oh. until like... Oh, that's why. Yeah, because they keep trading. We all die. See, it actually, like, the idea of snagging a quarterback at the very end of the first round, if you really like him, is smart because then you have that fifth-year option. That's what I heard on my way here, too, yeah. That's kind of why the Ravens did what they did with Lamar Jackson by trading into the end of the first round to pick him because, boom, now we can, we've got you for four years and we can lock you up for another one and then boom. we can franchise you twice if we really want to. Yeah. It gives that extra year of team control. We can really yeah. screw over the player again. Yeah. You know... But that I would say though that fifth year option if you choose to keep them it's a lot of money though. That sounds like service time That's manipulation true. to me. Yeah, it is. Hmm. It's, it's football's version of service time manipulation. <laughs> That's part of actually Francis is just being mean now. He says the crappy teams that are still going to be crap should be all be called Mariners for accuracy's sake. <sighs> he's just he's... That was a real sigh, people. <laughs> real sigh from Daniel. You know, if I could only argue that. <laughs> yeah. Earlier, he also said retraction in all capitals, but I don't know what he's... Uh, did one of you guys retract something? Or did he retract something? Maybe. I don't know. Was he retracting butthole? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a neat trick. Oh. <laughs> he hopes that the Seahawks get a quarterback because he doesn't think Geno is the future. Just saying. Man, he is on one tonight. Maybe we shouldn't do... Maybe we shouldn't do night recordings anymore because Francis is a lot more bold. Is anybody else watching or is it just 
you and Francis on the live stream. There are four people watching. Four people? Nice. That's almost five people. Don't let it go to your head, Daniel. <laughs> and I'm not even watching this time. Wow. All right. We're going to take a break. Hopefully, Justin's computer will start to work. But we got a lot of a uh, lot of good local stuff coming up next. So stay tuned. Do you have a legal situation and need someone on your side? Let the law office of Jeffrey A. Domashevitz be your advocate. If you've been the victim of medical malpractice, suffered a personal injury, or need representation with real estate law, small business law, or estate planning, let Jeff Domashevitz put his 29 years of experience to work for you. Call Jeff Domashevitz today at 360-612-3991 or visit domashevitzlaw.com. That's D-A-M-A-S-I-E-W-I-C-Z-L-A-W.com. Welcome back. Thank you to our sponsors, Law Office of Jeffrey A. Damashevitz and Oli Penn Real Estate. Justin, we had a lot of good stuff. So much good stuff. So much. I mean, basketball has just been rampant the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. Lots of good stuff. Wrestling, you actually read up on the wrestling stuff beforehand, so it wasn't just me looking at it and getting bleary-eyed because there's so many results like last I, you week. You know what? It is really hard. It's like, so hard. This is two paragraphs. It's like track. This is literally two paragraphs that I wrote that I swear I, I stared at the results in the articles for like 30 minutes yeah. to write these two paragraphs. So That might actually just be a greater commentary on my um, <laughs> capability than anything else could be could be um we also have you know regional basketball yeah which do you want to i know this is going to be a tough day to name an athlete of the week do you want to do the roundup and then name athlete of the week at the end of it i'm leaning towards there okay i'm leaning that way we can see when we read these recaps and then maybe we'll get a feeling yeah so first of all i'm bringing up all of the different like brackets because i realized that i only had the 1a girls one up um, we had Raymond's and two B girls, right? Mm-hmm. And Willapot, do we have anybody in one B girls? I don't know if there is. If there is, it wasn't. There was nothing posted on the Daily World website about it, and that's where I got most of the info from. Okay, this is one B boys. I feel like we had Oakville. we have Nacelle Oakville. Ooh, bummer. Oakville lost. Okay, Oakville lost. Should we do a roundup, and should I just start with? results no let's how about you st- let's let's do the roundup and start with what you wrote because i feel like you actually put work into it and now i'm just like sliding off the rails well that's okay actually because maybe when we get to the end of it you'll realize that there was stuff we didn't get and you can read those results off. sounds good okay i like that plan let's let's start it with the local spots roundup spots i'm struggling maybe Montesano francis wrestling. is right montesano's wrestling team <laughs> finished seventh in state in class 1a with four individual placers Cole Eckerson placed second in the 132-pound weight class. Mateo Sanchez finished second in the 182 class. Jacob Salstrom finished fourth in 120, and Alex Delgado sixth in 285. Also at the Matt Classic, Elmas Donovan Bishop placed second in Class 1A, 220, and North Beach's Weston Frew placed second in uh, Class 2B, and 1B. 2B, 1B, because they played together in okay. the 195 weight class. Frew lost via technical fall to Liberty Bell's Noah Holston uh, in the championship match. In Class 2A wrestling, Talithion Warness at 106 pounds and Mikey Hatton at 113 pounds each finished 
fourth in their weight class, and Aberdeen's boys took 10th place as a team. Liam Heikla added a fifth place finish in the 195 pound class. Aberdeen's girls team placed 11th overall. Katie Gakin placed sixth in the 195 pound weight class, and Reagan Portman took seventh at 140. And remember, the girls, it is all classes combined. Mm-hmm. So that is 11th place out of all classification girls wrestling teams. Good job, Bobcats. Montesano girls basketball. I'm going to read this exactly as I typed it in because (laughs) I didn't have all the results. Montesano girls basketball team took down fourth-seeded Zilla 59-52 on Saturday in a regional playoff game, earning a spot in the double elimination portion of the state tourney in Yakima on Thursday. McKinley Dalen is a baller. (laughs) Paige and Michaela fouled out in the fourth quarter. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) We'll get to more on that game. (laughs) Oh... I'm realizing I didn't uh, refine this very yeah. well. The 16th seeded Willapaw Valley girls came up with a big upset in the regional round of the state tournament on Friday. The Vikings took down 9th seeded Moses Lake Christian 42 to 25. Wow. Why was Mos- Moses Lake Christian rated so high? That, I'm sorry, I'll pause on that one. To earn a spot in the state tournament in Spokane, Willapa Valley used a press defense to force 17 turnovers and record 13 steals in a wire-to-wire win. Lanissa Amaker led the Vikings with 20 points, 10 rebounds, and 4 steals in a performance head coach John Peterson called absolutely brilliant. Brooklyn Patrick added 8 points, 5 assists, and 4 steals for Willapa Valley. And if you're wondering why the opposing team was rated so highly it really felt like from reading John Peterson's comments that they their plan was to catch them off guard with the full court press and they caught them off guard with the full court press and that was the difference in the game wow Raymond girls basketball team lost a regional playoff game 65 to 56 to Okanagan on Saturday Kira Gardner led the Seagulls with 25 points in the loss Carson Freeman added 16 and Kendall Kosky 13 Raymond will face Mabton in Spokane. I've never heard of that. School. Never heard of Mabton. And maybe it was a typo on the Raymond uh, Twitter. I don't know, but they said they were going to face Mabton in Spokane on Wednesday at 12.15 in a loser-out game. Now, okay. the Willapaw boys, I don't have more information on it, but, but they, they did, did win. win their game 65-59 to against Sunnyside Christian. And because they were a four seed, that puts them into the double elimination round of the 2B boys tournament. Congratulations Let's to Willapaw Valley on that big win. Yes. Who are they taking on? They're going to take on... We don't know yet, because they're in the double elimination round. Right. Of course, yeah. Didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, that's it for the local sports roundup. The rest is just going to be me working through what happened in some of these tournament games. Uh, yeah. The reason why, first of all, Raymond's girls... That, that, that checks <laughs> I did out. that on purpose. So first, I want to start... With a quick thing about Raymond's girls. Also, you have to excuse us on some of these results being a little awkward because, like, these games were literally happening yeah. as we were prepping, and some of them just ended. And we're used to recording on Sunday when all of this is like solid. Yeah. Excuses. Yep, all of them. So uh, <laughs> I had some people talking to me about how Raymond's girls was a five seed, even though they were they got hosed. So good. Number one RPI. Uh, number one RPI. So first of just all, like Monty girls got hosed. So number one RPI. Number one RPI, yes. I was so mad at you when I listened to last week's podcast. Oh, the the committee got it right by hosing Montesano and Raymond. How dare you, sir? So I went back and looked at it, did another deep dive. Okay. 
I think Raymond probably should have been number four. And but Monty should have and been it's not one. because Okanagan. <laughs> it, it's not because Okanagan should have been number five. Like those two teams shouldn't have switched. But I didn't feel like Colfax deserved to be the three seed. Well, you really got into the weeds on that. Yeah, I went super into the weeds. Like I think <laughs> Colfax should have been outside the top five. But you look at this two B girls ranks. It's ridiculous, Justin. LaConnor the one seed in the girls' ranks, mm-hmm. they were destroying teams in higher classifications, good teams. They beat Linden a... 3A? Two, they're down in 2A now. Mm. A good 2A school by like 30 points. Their only loss came to Eastlake. If you don't know who Eastlake is, they're a 4A school that is usually really, really good. Are they east and of the lake? Or are they, are, are they by the lake that's in the east? They're... I have no idea. Are they east of the you're, eastest lake? Would you stop trying to derail this while I'm trying to talk about how good the 2B girls ranks are? Sorry. No, <laughs> Justin, you're thinking North Lake. Oh, my bad. So, East, then they only lost to him by two points. So, you look at it and Warden was absolutely, wait a second. Never mind. This changes my whole thing. Warden lost. Who did they lose to? Liberty Spangle. Oh, they lost to Liberty Spangle? Gosh darn it, Warden. Liberty Spain. Either they had COVID the or injury problems, or my whole take on the 2B girls just changed. And Raymond was solid where they were. And also, apparently, Willapa Valley was better than you up. thought. Yeah. I mean, no, I didn't think, I didn't look, I didn't trust me. I did not deep dive into the 1A ranks. That was just too much. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, the, the girls' ranks in 2B are really good. I have no I idea how Warden lost. Valley's in 1B now. I know. My me bad. too. I still had him in 2B. Me too. Wow, that, that warden... Because I drove so far into the weeds on 2B girls. That's why I'm surprised right now. Yeah, like, did. right now, you're like, why are you even talking... Oh, warden. ...about warden, warden and Liberty warden. Spangle? Like, do you know where Spangle is? It's by Liberty. I don't oh. think so. <laughs> what? I think I thought, that's the name of the school. I, thought, oh. I, was, I was assuming that it was, like, Liberty Spangled, like... Like, like a uh, combo, two cities. Like the come. Star-Spangled Banner. Oh. <laughs> That's, that's where my brain went with that. That nice. Very patriotic. All right, so I'm going to get off of that whole subject now because okay. apparently, wow. That's Do you want to apologize upset. to Raymond and Montesano for saying that they were seated appropriately? No, I think they're seated. I mean, I think you're wrong, and I come at this with the point of almost a, almost no knowledge. Well, my unbiased opinion that Raymond, I didn't do any studying on except looking at the RPI rankings. Well, Raymond lost. Both of those teams got host. Raymond lost by nine. But How they should they have been d- number one. They shouldn't have had to play the number four team. That and Montesano the- won in a close game. So I don't understand I don't see your, your problem. Well, I think they were seated. Daniel, Am I it's not allowed very to- simple. They were hosed. They yeah. were hosed. Okay. Am I not allowed to have a, a loud, un- uneducated opinion? That's actually why no. we have you on the show, All Justin. <laughs> So if Wisconsin basketball, if Montesano would have lost, they would have played against Toppenish, which knocked out to Nino. And so I, th- and that was a close game getting in more into this game that you ended with blah, blah, blah. in your recap. Yeah, that was because I typed that. And again, I'm going to make an excuse when the final, when the score went final, I knew that McKinley had an amazing game. I didn't know how many points she scored. And I knew that in the fourth quarter, two of Montesano's starters, two of their best players that were all leaguers yeah. fouled out and yeah. that McKinley helped carry them through. Yeah. So I thought, I'll just type this in here for now and then I'll go back and type something better in there later. Yeah. So 
the the all league and MVP results came out, and I I just want to preface this by saying I love Montesano the, the basketball. game. I love how Paige Leishernis plays the game. Mean, angry. I, I love it. Yeah. She's a boss. Yeah, she is. When McKinley went out with the injury, she took over. But I think McKinley Dalen should have been the MVP of the league. From everything that I saw, that's what I would have gone with. And to me, this further shows it. it a McKinley Dalen on one leg scores 23 points in a playoff game. And this Zilla team took first in the same league with Wapato and Toppenish. And Toppenish just barely beat Tenino, which has been playing Montesano tough the last two games without McKinley Dalen. And Montesano knocks him out by seven. They probably should have won by more had they not lost two players to foul trouble in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, I think, I did not think that McKinley Dalen was going to be able to play in this playoffs. I think a lot of people thought that. But the addition of her back into it, I mean, they probably still won't beat Lyndon Christian because Lyndon Christian is just ridiculous. But outside of that, I'm not sure if they're going to lose a game at state. I mean, to me, they got a shot at third place. Now, with how they're playing. And that is not easy to do. So, we'll see. I don't know. It sets up fairly nice for them because they'll play the winner of Kings and Freeman. And, Justin, I saw them play Kings earlier in the season. They're not very good. Like, Monty blew them out by, like, 30 points earlier in the year. So, they'll play Freeman. I think Freeman will probably win that game. So, I think they're going to play Freeman. And I think they have a shot at winning that game. Because Freeman lost to Kashmir by 30. I think Montesano's girls are going to take third. And they haven't trophied before. Why mm-hmm. are you so quiet? It's making me feel uncomfortable. I've, you made me really uncomfortable with the Paige Leishernis take, especially since I don't think either of us could take her in a fight. No. So she if, would, she, if yeah. she came to you and she was like, Daniel Hargrove, I do not appreciate the fact that you said someone else should have been MVP over yeah. me and she wanted to fight you, I would let you fight her yourself and I would let her kick your butt. Because yeah. if I jumped in there, she would pick you up by your ankles and she would beat me with you. That could happen. I could see that happening. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the girl play basketball. She's tough. Yeah. she. I feel like every game I've covered, she's gotten into a jump ball with somebody, and then that player has gone flying. Yeah. You know, when there's like a tussle for the ball, yeah. and sadly, those players hold on to the ball yeah. while Paige rips it away, and then they go flying around. She just plays with an edge. It's so fun an to watch. An edge is putting it lightly. Yeah, but it's so fun to watch. Yeah. Anyway, she's on your team. McKinley had 23 points in this game. Yeah. Again, Herculean effort, in my opinion, because she was coming in with a knee injury that everybody was like, I mean, she hasn't played. In, she did not play a district game. Mm-hmm. She's been out for two weeks, mm-hmm. and she comes back and has that huge of an impact. I... I mean, I was just explaining it to Courtney earlier, and I started, like, tearing up. Because I felt so bad for McKinley with the injury problems that she's dealt with the last couple of years. And I was like, and this happens? Are you kidding me? And so just the joy that I'm I'm filled with right now for McKinley that she can play in the state playoffs and help out her team, it's just, it's awesome. And I think that, man, this is a good team. This right. is a really good team, and I think that they have a, a really good shot at finishing really high. Maybe, you know, third, fifth, either one of those. It gets it gets murky when you start predicting games that far down the road when you don't even know, you know, like which teams they're going to be playing. And there's a big 
caveat in that, you know, just because McKinley was able to play this game doesn't mean that she's going to be able to play all the way through. We don't really know. Yeah. I'm really glad that she got to have the experience of playing in that game. Absolutely. And I don't think they win it without her. Yeah. I mean, especially considering that two other all-league players and starters went out um, with fouls at the end of the game. But this Montesano girls program, the fact that they've never won a state trophy, in my opinion, after watching some of the great talent that's come through that program and all at the same time with some of it, is a side effect of the stupid way that the state tournament got switched into the regional format. Absolutely. And if that had not happened, they would have a state trophy. That's absolutely now, true. watching this team, and so, you know, we talked about Paige and we talked about McKinley, and go ahead. Can you hold on to that thought? Yeah, Because I absolutely. forgot that we had, Andrew, do you have the interview? We have, Ian, uh, I didn't get to go cover the game. I listened to all of it and was trying to keep some stats while mm-hmm. doing it. But Ian interviewed McKinley after the game and uh, I saved it and sent it to Andrew just so here's a post-game interview between Ian Cope interviewing McKinley Dalen. McKinley we talked with uh, coach Mansfield that that you were going to try to play through the injury was the worst kept secret in Montesano history everyone knew you were trying to do it but you were able to come back and and do it and you gotta feel great after turning out a performance like that. Yeah for sure it was it's amazing. Talk a little bit about uh, what, what have you been doing to, to, to get back into it, just working out and making sure that you're uh, loose and ready to go? Yeah, lots of strengthening, um, speed stuff, ice, elevation. Um, our trainer is incredible, so she's been with me every step of the way. I've been doing pool work and court work and just anything I can to try and get back out here. So. And it worked, 23 points in a day that uh, when uh, the league MVP, Paige Leishanessa, was the was the brunt of everyone's uh, uh, defensive efforts uh, for Zilla. Uh, they needed someone to step up down low, and it, it was you. Talk about how you were able to work your way low and able to get open down there against Yeah, them. I mean, I think I I was just reading the floor and trying to figure out any way that I can to help my team. And so I noticed that we had a size difference down low, so I figured I would just go down there and get my space and have my teammates give me the ball. So. We talked about uh, the starting lineup uh, with Coach Mansfield and how you know they ever they may get the attention at the beginning of the game, but the bench always comes in uh, to play a huge role. We had you at 23 points, Maya Young at 10 points, uh, and then Jordan Carr off the bench with a big two-pointer mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter when you really needed it. Talk a little bit about that. The reserves really were some of the stars here tonight. I mean, I think it just goes to show a lot about our team and how anyone can step up at any time and how everyone makes big plays and how we just play together. And I think that... When anyone on the bench comes in, they just fit right into our offense and our defense, and we just trust each other and know that people are going to step up and we need them. So, As they were coming back, it looked like you had this game securely in hand, but they came back and made a, a one-possession game, a three-point game. Mentally, what was it like on the bench, and how were you guys able to dig down and, and fight through that adversity? I mean, I think being, I mean, us as a team have faced a lot of adversity this year, so I think we were able to like know that we can lean on each other and like I said before, like just trust that someone's going to come up with a big play. If somebody misses a shot, knowing that someone's going to get a big board. Or if someone gets fouled, knowing they're going to knock in their free throws. And if they don't knock in their free throws, somebody's going to get a big stop on the other end. So You get to go to Yakima now. Yeah. That's got to be a huge thrill, a chance to bring home the school's first ever state trophy. It's incredible, yeah. Well, enjoy the trip. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. I love those player interviews after a game like that. You're a little misty now. I know. It just I, makes me it makes me feel just, all warm and fuzzy. The only thing I could think about as I was listening to that is, what would it have sounded like 
if somebody entered interviewed eleventh uh, grade me live on the radio, <laughs> right? Yeah, in that spot. Yeah, hopefully they would know. It better. would not have sounded that mature and graceful. I can guarantee no. you that much. No, I mean twelfth grade me awesome. uh, gave myself a complex <laughs> for saying words with an R. Because Ian asked me how it was to win a rivalry game. And I said, you know, anytime you get into these rivalry games. <laughs> and it gave me a complex for saying that word for like the next three years. How about the uh, whole uh, Robert, Rob Burns, Aberdeen, Hoquiam rivalry story, Daniel? Yeah. He, yeah. Uh, I felt like, Ro- I will tell Rob to his face. I feel like he led me into that. I feel like he was like, hey, how's it feel like to knock out your team from playoff or the your rival team from playoff contention and you said, on their screw Aberdeen. on their on their senior night <laughs> and i proceeded to basically answer that question with yeah anytime you can shove it to your rival team on their senior night it's great it's basically what i said i read the quote in the paper the next day and just was mortified you woke up with a literal target painted on your back because yeah. some Aberdeen bobcats <laughs> snuck into your house and put it there <laughs> No, it's awesome. And like you said, this is a program that should have had a trophy before now. Mm-hmm. But I'm so excited for this age group to to go through and get a state trophy. And, you know, it's not done yet. They have to win at least one game from here on out to get that. They play on Thursday. I'm headed over to Yakima. I booked my Airbnb for Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday night. And now you know you get to actually stay. Yeah. It's not like when you and I went to broadcast Hoquiam and Montesano. Yeah. And then both of the teams get eliminated in one game. And we're like, what? What? We were all set for like an awesome week. Yep. Exactly. But you felt so bad for me. (laughs) (laughs) And the kids. Listening to people who know about, because now I'm I'm ready. What were you gonna say? Do you did you save that thought that you were gonna say? I did. Yeah. So I was just gonna say with with all the talent that I look back on mm-hmm. with in this Montesano program, having had Megan Choate come through and Jordan Spradlin and the 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 whole class of girls, the the two Josies and Hannah Quinn and Cheyenne Bartlett and how those girls all played together for all those years. Yeah. And there was so much talent there. And they could never quite get over the hump. And I'm looking at this team and I'm going, this team should have just as much of a chance to make some noise as those teams had and I believe would have if the structure was different. So when you have a team, like, you know, you could argue who's 1A and who's 1B. But McKinley and Page are both league MVP caliber players. Absolutely. And in my opinion, like, Page is amazing. And she may be the straw that stirs the drink. McKinley is the one who takes you to the next level. Yep. She's she's the dynamic player who scores at all levels at six feet tall. Yep. Who can handle the ball on the outside, who can drive to the basket, who can knock down threes. Oh, and then also you've got Michaela Stanfield, who, by the way, is only a sophomore. Yeah. Who is all league. And then you've got guards like Jaden King and Maya Young. And Vanna Prom handling the ball, and you got Vanna Prom to come in and play that like super aggressive, intense defense, and yeah. she's really been working on the offensive side of the ball as well. And I think this team is built if McKinley plays yeah. to be the type of team that places in state. Absolutely. And Olivia Young, since McKinley got hurt, mm-hmm. has completely stepped her game 
I mean, in how I've seen it, maybe maybe I just missed all of the rebounds that she was getting earlier, and I focused on it more since McGinley got hurt. Mm-hmm. But holy crap, is she a beast, especially on the offensive glass. Yeah. I mean, she has been a, a stud since McKinley's gone out get, grabbing rebounds, yeah. which is something they needed, and she's not a tall player. Right. And so when you see the not tall players grabbing rebound, you know that there's extra effort going in of being in the right position and blocking out. Yeah. And that's nothing, not something you see on. Yeah, this this Monty team is they're a blast to watch. Yeah, and I they mean really the, are. the pieces around the stars are yeah. awesome and fun to watch. Yeah. But bottom line, you have a two time league MVP, and people will argue she's not the best player on your team. Exactly, because that's how good their two best players are. Exactly, and when you have that, you have a really strong chance. And yeah. and going back to, I mean, the tournament is better now than when Jordan and Megan came through. Yeah. The tournament is better now than when regionals was two games. That was a weird setting, too. I mean, we've seen... I have seen so many great teams. I mean, you look at the basketball team with Jared Ronquillo on it. Mm-hmm. Or the the Hoquam team with... I think it was Earhart and... Brandon Williams. Brandon. Well, Brandon Williams was a year after. When he was, right. like, the fourth option, they had a big three of, like... Yeah. I can't even remember who it all was. But it was, like, an Earhart... I think Dylan something. I can't remember. But they went to regionals, and again, they couldn't squeak by regionals because they were got a tough matchup against a private school because they're they at that point being on the west side, they always matched up teams on the west side. And so, guess who you play? Kings or Linden Christian? I think there was another Earhart a couple years later. Yeah, there was a couple of Earharts. <laughs> yeah, there was Eddie and yeah. I can't remember. Eddie's who. the one I was thinking of. You were was thinking he like of it. two or three years behind. Yeah, yeah. and I keep, for the life of me, I can't remember the Earhart that was playing in the age group that I'm talking about now. But, I mean, I've seen so many good Oakland boys teams. We've seen so many good Monty girls teams get shut down with this stupid regional round. And it's Mm -hmm. better now because, and it was better when they implemented the RPI. And now it's even better, in my opinion, that they added in the... Added in the human element because if you wanted to, you could game the RPI because they don't take classification into... Or just into it at fix all. the mathematical. They, they could do that too. They could fix the math. But either way, they've made the regional round better, but the regional round is still stupid. It shouldn't take me three paragraphs to describe how the tournament is set up. And I've heard people who know the tournament really well still screw it up. It's they, They're not in the... It, like Raymond Girls, they lost their regional round game. They were in the... I have to then tell you that no, they're still going to state because they were in the top eight. But they have an elimination. But, it, <laughs> but if they were in the bottom eight, yeah. they had to win. Yeah. But they lost, so now they're in another elimination game at state. And if they were in the bottom eight, they would have had to win that game to get to another elimination game. Yeah. Okay, so now they're in that elimination game. They can still win state because they're not in a consolation bracket even though they lost technically in the state tournament, now they just have to win another game to get into the double elimination start of the tournament. So if they win the next game and then win out, they can still win the state tournament. Is the it, WIAA <sighs> selling like booklets or something? Is this are they they're <laughs> making a cash grab? They would probably say this isn't that hard, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so. If we can figure it out, anyone can. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> it's so dumb. And what happens is is you'll still get that <laughs> random team that happens where they won't make it in and they would have been one of the better teams. 
Now they've again they've fixed it because they have better seating now than what it was. Mm-hmm. But good night. Yeah, because originally when they switched straight up to those single elimination regional games in an eight team tournament, it was literally on a rotation of well, the one seed from this district plays the three seed from that district. Yes. And that was total nonsense because yep. then our District 4 teams kept having to go up and play against the um, the District 1 or 2, like the, the one that's up by Bellingham. And so then you got Linden Christian and you got those really good teams up there. Yeah. And I feel like we ended up running into Kings and Linden Christian constantly yep. when they were the best team in the state and, yeah. and Montesano could have been like the third best team yeah. in the state. I remember we covered a game. Oh, we got Wendy's afterwards. Was it at Tumwater? I think we covered a game at Tumwater with Jordan Spradlin. I think she was a junior. Mm-hmm. And they played Lyndon Christian, who had a girl who was 6'5". Badjama. Yeah. She was 6'5". She was so good. And we went to Wendy's afterwards, and we ran into maybe Badjama's parents. At least we ran into some parents of Lyndon Christian No, kids. it was her and her family. Yeah. And they said, they came over to us, and they're like, man, it really sucks that the two best teams in the state just played each other. Oh God, I wanted them to be jerks so bad. Yeah, they were super nice. They're so nice. Yeah, I hate that. I just wanted them to be like, oh, you guys really suck, because then I could be like, <laughs> that Badgema girl and her family, uh, we already hate Lyndon Christian, but now we hate them even more. Exactly. They were so nice, though. Yeah. Really just nice people. Very great. And the worst year that it happened was when we did go over to state. Yeah. And or maybe it was the year before... No, it was the year we went over to state because mm-hmm. Kings, the boys' team, knocked out Lyndon Christian in regionals, and then they played Zilla in the first round of the state tournament, and those were the three best teams. And we're like, you just, just one team didn't even place, and now Zilla, the best they can do is like fifth. And so those, the WIA can now say, look, it's it's better. It's better. It's better. But we still have the problem is is the worst case scenario keeps happening to four teams. They get to the regional round, they advance from there, and then they go to state to lose. And it's just like, yeah. And if you're traveling the first of regionals, you're doing what Zilla's doing, and you're driving four hours to WF West to play again, to go home. Oh, I guess Zilla's right next to Yakima. That's not a good comparison. The Willapaw Valley girls are doing this. They just drove to Wenatchee to play, to go home. To drive back to Spokane or wherever they're talking. Yeah, Raymond's doing the same thing. Yeah. They also played at Wenatchee. Ridiculous. Yeah. So they're driving. They have two five-hour trips now instead of one. Yeah. Francis wants us to know that Gonzaga is down 12 with 10 minutes left. Whoa. Wait, with 10 minutes left? Yeah. Oh, they're going to win that game. (laughs) I'm sorry, but the W's. Unless, are they playing St. Mary's? Who knows? I don't know. Francis. Francis, are they playing St. Mary's? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, can I get off my soap? Should I get yeah. off my soapbox now? No, because you have another soapbox you need to get onto. <laughs> get off of that one. What, what's the, the next, next one, one we have to get on? You need to you need to educate student I, sections about the appropriate. Way oh to, man, to dude, I've been on my soapbox so much. I've done it about sportsmanship. <laughs> I've done it about the tournament. Now I have to do another one. Isn't this what the show is? Yeah, probably, pretty much. Me being an idiot, you being on a soapbox. <laughs> I think we nailed it <laughs> today. To okay. Honest. I've all right. been an idiot all show. All right, so correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. Okay. This is a working theory I have, or a working process. But I feel like student sections, even the good student sections that have... They're playing St. Mary's? Yes, they okay. are. That makes sense that they're at least down, but they'll still win that game. 
even the good student sections that have great energy, Justin, I feel like lack awareness of the situations. So this comes from a couple of different situations. And the first one I feel like is really easy. You want to chant things like we're going to win before it's actually a certainty. So when you're chanting, this one's a little bit more nuanced, but when you're chanting, it's all over, you don't want it to actually be all over. Like, you don't want to have a 20-point lead with five seconds left and being like, it's all over. Like, everybody knows that. But when you have a 20-point lead with, like, four minutes left, that's when you're, like, needling your opponent. Like, guess what? Yeah, there's four minutes left, but it's over. You definitely don't want to go with which I, I, they're not in our group, so I can make fun of them. The Seton Catholic student section, <laughs> oh, great energy. Seton Catholic is so nice. Great, great energy, right? Like we both commented, smaller student section, but they were into yeah, it, they right? It, yeah. They were great. Yeah. They started doing the We Believe We Will Win chant with five seconds left and like a 20 point lead on Ilma. And I'm like, you better believe it because it's going <laughs> to happen. That's, that chant specifically is for like the beginning of the game. That's like to get everybody hyped up. Like, yeah, we believe we can win this game before the game starts. Yeah, because if you're up by 30 with five seconds left and you don't believe you're going to win, that's a problem. You have some issues. Yeah. You don't know how math works. Yeah. Then there's also the situation. I'm not going to say what student section did this, but when your team's real good and you're playing a team that's not real good and it's like a 40-point game, Maybe turn the gamesmanship down a little bit. Maybe you don't need to do the fake five-second count on the shot clock when you're up by 40. So I love this move. I love it because it's the best way for a student section to get in the game. When you're in a good game and all of a sudden the shot clock starts counting down a little bit and it's at like 10 seconds and you start going five, four, Three, and all of a sudden the players are like, oh no, do I have to get up a shot? And even if you just get them to glance up at the shot clock, you've done your job. You've gained a slight advantage for your team. But when you're up by 40 and you're doing that, that's just mean. I disagree. I that's, think you step on their throats. That's just, they're, they've already had their throats stepped I on. Think you literally go on the floor and knock them over and step <laughs> on their throats. That's what I was trying to say. Okay. But do you, do you get what I'm saying? I think especially like... You got like in, it, it happened in a girls' basketball game where one team was struggling to score, like, at all. And the other team is just dominating. And all of a sudden, you got the student section, like, screaming airball in these poor kids' faces. And then what going five, four. And you're like, okay, guys. What better way to show we're better than you and we want you to know it. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that they're involved. As, as long and as yes, they don't have to shake hands afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> it's I get that it's hard to stay involved in a game that is that out of control without being kind of mean. But you don't have to keep I don't know. You don't would have it, to rub it in. Would it be better if like every time the other team makes a shot the student section cheered for them? Good job, guys. Is that a little patronizing? Oh, That's what go I would with the do. patronizing move? Yeah, I'd go the patronizing route. That would be okay. Yeah. Oh, you guys got it across half, cross half court. Good job. Good job. You beat you, the press. Good job. You could do that. Yeah. I, I mean, I would still think that's kind of mean. It's meaner, I think. Is it meaner? Yeah. I don't know. You anyway. know what I want to see perfected? And maybe <laughs> maybe I'm maybe I'm being idealistic here. Okay. So but, I love the airball chant. That's a solid one. Ooh, I I, want, there was a great development to the airball chant the okay. other night. 
who is playing? Oh, I feel like it really worked. Oh, especially when you got two teams who really hate each other, mm-hmm. like the Monty Girls and Tenino Girls. Mm-hmm. That's when student sections should be on point. And even though one of the situations that I was talking about previously might have been Montesano, the student section of Monty nailed it. This girl for, Mo- for Tenino airballed a three. Every time she touched the ball after that, they started up the airball chant. That is a rare and excellent chant to work with. It is so vicious. That is mean. But in a close game, I love it. It is bad sportsmanship, but it is great. I don't know. Because I feel like student section, the sportsmanship level changed. And you could tell it was in her head every time she touched the ball after that air ball. Now you just sound mean. Oh, my gosh. That was a, that was a good move. That was it. And yet also mean. It yeah. was very mean. I just think that... It also the... helped that she was one of their best players. So... <laughs> She shouldn't have been shaken that much, but she was. I just think that it should be like golf. Everyone is quiet and respectful at all times. And then you wouldn't have if you want that, on the floor. If you want that, go play golf. <laughs> uh, hey, Justin, I sorry. I hate myself. I interrupted you again. What, what oh, you no, you interrupted me to say exactly what I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, I feel like a jerk now. Uh, no. Okay, so you weren't here. <laughs> okay. But... There was a podcast that you missed yeah, in which I took Montesano's student section to task. Okay. And I called him out and I said, I love that you guys are there. I love your energy. You need better organization. Yes. Almost immediately. And I'm not going to take credit for this because I don't know how or when any of this stuff happened. It very easily could have been like one of the seniors just noticing at the same time that I did. Justin. Hey, we need to... I'm going to throw away your false humility yeah. here. You've already taken credit for this with us. <laughs> okay, so the the Montesano student section immediately yeah. implemented the things I said they should implement. Awesome. And one of those was the airball chant in which you repeatedly hassle the person every time they touch the ball. Well done, sir. <laughs> well you. done, you. I'm glad I could make your day. It's a next level chant. Uh, the Another thing that the Seton Catholic... Uh, student section did which i hadn't heard for a long time was they went on like a 20 and 5 run and elma in that game had a huge student section they were riled up they were ready to go but during this run i mean there's nothing to cheer about and seton catholic student section started yelling at the other student section why so quiet oh that's awesome why so and i was like oh that's a good one see these are the kind of things that like I think you and I are really on the same page with yeah. game, gamesmanship. Yeah. I think many people, especially older people, would be clutching their pearls going, oh my goodness, how could you be so unsportsmanlike? Really? Because I feel like the student sections back then were probably like yeah. borderline punching people. Borderline? I mean, I it wasn't our generation that was burning Sometimes. Uh, effigies of the other teams oh no uh, we did that yeah johnny hoquin was a thing when i was in high school it's not anymore i don't think no they don't do it anymore my age group aberdeen was definitely burning johnny hoquin i know of a high school game where the student sections literally punched each other after it was over wow i don't want to say who it was. okay (laughs) so i know of a game actually i'm not and i'm not (laughs) yeah that doesn't (laughs) i'm not throwing I'm not throwing anybody under the bus here because, like, we're like I'm just we're bringing it up. This was a different time, but Andrew, your dad has told me a story where they litter the football teams literally got into a knockout, dragout fight on the field 
before the game. That was R.A. Long and, and Kelso, And right? Kelso. Yeah. And then they played the game. And then shook hands afterwards. Yeah, probably. I don't know. <laughs> or what, but was, what was left of their hands. It's hilarious because your dad credits that fight. He said they won the game before the game started. He's like they. How many people did your dad knock out in that fight, dude? I want to know so bad. I've never gone that detail. Do you think we could interview? Do you think he would do an interview? I don't think so. I want to know so bad. He's probably listening right now. You know what's cool? Because because. uh, But think of that. Andrew's dad is like, in addition to being, uh, what I would classify as like, a total, like a total bad dude. Like he's he's the man. He's awesome, but he's also like one of the nicest people I've ever met. So Maybe I'm having nicest. I'm having a hard time picturing like even though I know in my head because I've been around him enough and like you know played some softball with him like yeah. I know this man would be physical physically capable of wrecking some dudes. Yeah. I have a hard time picturing him flipping the switch to violence. Right. <laughs> Cuz he's just such a good man. And yet he must have because he was an all league middle linebacker in a crazy good league back in the 70s. Yeah. And he said, "You know why this fight started?" Because they were warming up and doing like their calisthenics and stuff, and apparently R.A. Long had a tradition of encircling the other team to do their jumping jacks. So while one team was warming up, <laughs> R.A. Long would make a big circle around them. That's dope. Yeah. And so Kelso was like, uh-uh. Don't like that. <laughs> we're not having it. And so they encircled part of their players. It wasn't even all of them. And apparently somebody came busting in. I think somebody came busting into the locker room and was like, it started. And they all just like rushed out and like went for it. Could you imagine if there was a fight before a game now? There'd be kids oh like. Oh my goodness. With prosecution. Te- both teams would be expelled. That's not <laughs> exactly. okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Should I say that's Fra- the glory days? Francis, Francis uh, is nominating warm up the bus as an oldie but goodie. Ooh, that is a good chant. one. Drive home safely. That's another good one. Can, can I tell you Drive the, home remember safely. One, the one that I told you? Should I say it out loud? Okay, I don't so remember what you told me. The Montesano boys basketball team, even though they didn't make it to state, yeah, they in the district tournament ended La Center's season. Oh yeah, and then yeah, they had also ended La Center's season in football. Yep. So they thought of it just a little too late, yeah. but it would have been really cool at the very end of the game to chant just like football. Yeah. They didn't think of it early enough. I've heard that would have been cool, though. I've heard of that in Aberdeen Hoquiam games. Where yeah, because everybody's super aware. Of everybody, but that's like, yeah. you know, two weeks earlier, basically. Yeah. But that would have been a great callback to, yeah, we not only did we beat you, but we ended your season both times. Yeah. Like that's that's it's a like solid one. Damian Lillard with the bye-bye wave. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I like student sections. I remember the student section I hated the most was... Tonight, I know. No, because they weren't in the... Eatonville. The, those teams weren't in our league. When Linden my Christian. Sen, my senior year... What are other teams we hate? Black Hills. I hated Black Hills student section. And Shahilis was rowdy, but they weren't very smart. But... I mean, Classic I can't, Lewis County. Yeah, I, can't, I was going to say, there's no way I can compliment Lewis County in anything. You know? I just Lewis can't. County's the worst. They're the worst. If you have the same experience I do that when you drive into Lewis County, like I'll be with my wife and I'm driving and we, we like enter Lewis County. I see that you're entering Lewis County sign and I go like audibly, 
and she'll be like, at first she was like, what's your problem? And I had to explain yeah. it to her. And then after a while, she's like, will you just chill out? Like, we can go to the outlet I, mall and it's okay. I had to, I just went to Chehalis not a long time, like this week and, or actually Centralia. And I had to like physically stop myself from like it's gagging. So Cause I was like, so bad. Lewis County. But you have a, like an actual physical yeah. audible reaction. Yeah. It's like, Lewis, Lewis County. Lewis County. It's the worst. <laughs> You've gotten into like knockout, drag out Twitter wars with people from down there too. I feel, mostly feel bad about it. Do you really? Yeah. I was kind of proud of you. Actually, no, I'm proud of you now. At the time, I was mortified because yeah. you were like bring us in, bringing us into controversy, and I was much more worried about that at the time. Yeah. I was like, Justin, how could you bring this upon us? People would be talking about we, us. We are, we are respectable podcasters, sir. <laughs> I think, I think that, that there was like, in the, since we're going way back. Yeah. In the first iteration of this podcast all those years ago when we were younger, we all took ourselves a lot more seriously that than is, we do now. That's very true. And now it's like, hey, let's get together, talk about things we like. That's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I know. My dad, every now and then, my dad's probably watching right now, but my dad will text <laughs> dad. me or call me after games and he'll be, or after episodes, and he'll be like, I watched it until this point, and then I was didn't know what you guys were talking about, and got and I just stopped. Oh, I was gonna say, is or, it usually when you say something or when I say something that he stops? Listening? No, we'll get off on subjects that he just doesn't care about, oh, and then he'll tell fault. me that he'll get he'll tell me that he get we get too silly about things, and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of what we that's kind of what it is now. It is me. He hates like, me. <laughs> Sorry, who dad. can blame him? Sorry, Dad. But now that's just what we are now. <laughs> Hey, I you know. Oh, we have new mailbag questions. Did, did we finish? We do. Yeah. What? Do, are we gonna I, do a? It, I, uh, did my we finish the local part, sports stuff? Um, my favorite part of. Oh, we didn't do the, an athlete of the week. Yeah, we have an athlete of the week. What's to your do favorite part about what? Daniel to do. I said I have also for the ready my favorite part of the show. Oh, okay, that's for the next segment though. Okay, yeah, let's do it. First, we delayed this way too long. We need to pick an athlete of the week. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was like was, 20 minutes ago. I was yes. trying to figure out if we've done it, but I didn't want to just go, hey, did you guys do Outfit of the Week? Because I kind of space out sometimes. No. <laughs> no, we didn't. Good. I know who I want it to be, but I might be. See, I get, I don't get biased because of which teams I like more, but I get biased because of the performances that I witnessed. And I didn't get to watch it, but I listened to every second of McKinley Dalen. And you've seen her play, so you know what it looks like. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I've never seen her play on one leg. One and a half. One at, yeah, it's true. Well, she's comeback player of the year, right? Yeah, I mean, she would be. She's been hurt freshman year. She's out with a broken wrist, I think, when they go into the playoffs. Next year, out with a back injury, like most of the year. This year, comes in, excellent season, amazing season, knee injury, doesn't look like she's going to play, misses the whole district tournament. Comes back in regionals, and when they needed it most, because I kind of got the feeling that they were like, hey, let's test it out. Let's see if she can play. Let's get her some minutes, and then we'll like coast from there. But then all of a sudden, two of her best teammates foul out, and it's like, all right, McKinley, please carry us. And so, I don't know. In my opinion, the athlete of the week should be McKinley Dalen, 23 points, if not 10 rebounds, darn close, a double-double. Gets them past the stupid loser-out round of the state playoffs, Moving on to Yakima, I know that there's some excellent performances otherwise, 
and maybe we should talk wrestling more. But you know what? I don't know wrestling. So I also think if we had like, and I'm by no means am I trying to minimize what these guys did. No, if there was a state champion, that's like automatic. Oh You're yeah, to be easy. athlete of the week. But second, well, is second it bad is that amazing. I? Second is amazing. Everybody who trophy. We also had four second place finishers. Yeah. Like, so how do we do that? Well, we I, let's will do this let, with, with a, since I know what page you're on. Yeah. With a special nod to the Montesano um, wrestlers and to um, Bishop, the Elma wrestler, and the wrestler from North Beach that all finished second. Fru. Fru. Yep. Yeah. And Montesano, it was Cole Eckerson and Mateo Sanchez. Special yeah. nod to them, and I already have put out a social media yes. post to recognize them for their accomplishment, which is incredible. Yes. And a special nod to Willapa Valley's Lanissa Amaker for helping her 16-seeded team Absolutely. with 20 points, 10 rebounds, and 4 steals, getting yes. high praise from her coach to upset the 9-seed and make it into the, the next round of the state tournament. Yep. With special nod to those... I think we can comfortably name McKinley Dalen. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. Like a heroic performance. I'm with it. For Montesano yeah. in that win against a really, really good team. Yes. Absolutely. McKinley Dalen, Athlete Ab- of the Week. Yep. All right. We can, uh, I think with that, we can take a commercial break. At Oli Penn Real Estate, we have solidified our foundation on four core values. First, we continuously focus on growing our knowledge in the market and in our practices to bring the highest level of competency to our clients. Second, we provide a high level of integrity, compassion, and kindness in every aspect of our business. Third, we put the human element above business through humor, enthusiasm, and patience. And last but not least, we proactively respond to the needs of our clients. Our mission is to create a personal real estate experience, one person and one home at a time. With OliPen, it's personal. Serving questions up on a silver platter where the points are made up and the rules don't matter. Time, time for, for Stump, Stump Daniel. Daniel. Oh, you guys it's both time did it. for my favorite part of the show. Stump Daniel is brought to you by the law office of Jeffrey A. Domashevitz. And I don't know why I went into Jim Brockmeyer voice, but I did. <laughs> I had to figure out a way. To uh, weasel some NBA into Wait, this. It, is Jim Brockmeyer the guy from that show where it, doesn't the whole show start off with him like completely going off the rails yeah. broadcasting a game? It's a pretty awesome show. Because I've seen that clip multiple times and it's yeah. hilarious. Highly inappropriate. Yeah, so inappropriate. I'm totally blanking on but the that actor's actor, name. He's so good. He's the He plays a bunch of different characters yeah. that I love. I'm embarrassed actually that I can't remember his name. Embarrassed. You should be. So remember how we were talking earlier about point guards? Yeah. The best part about that bit is he's like going off the rails about how his wife cheated on him or mm-hmm. something. And yet he stays in baseball broadcaster mode of like in the middle of this horrible story about how his wife cheated on him just a bit outside with that 2-1 pitch. Yeah. And then back into the story and, oh, that one's right on the outside corner. I mean, that basically happened Hank in real life. and Zaria? Did it really? With the uh, Hank Azaria. Azaria. Azaria, nice. that's what it is. Okay. So, and I'm going to sound dumb for not remembering this broadcaster's name, but there was a a regional broadcaster for a team who got fired no on way. air for making... He got fired because he got caught on a hot mic during a game making homophobic comments. Oh. Then they told him, okay, you got to take your headset off. We're going to give you a chance to say goodbye. And in the middle of his apology, he called the action on the field. So he's like, I'm so sorry. 
that I offended anyone. I consider myself a man of faith. And so and so hits a ball out into the left field stands, and that'll make the game two. I think I remember that. Yeah. Whoa! It happened in real life, and I heard that the like the creators of Brockmire, the show, afterwards were like, "How did we not think of doing that exact thing?" Wow. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, you know how we were talking earlier about point guards. Yes. What qualifies as a point guard? It's always kind of silly. In the NBA, it's bizarre now. Also, there's a lot of movement on these teams. Guys yeah. being traded. You have to be a basketball I thought, you player. know, I wonder <laughs> how many... What did you say? <laughs> you have to be a basketball player. <laughs> to be a point guard. Yeah. That's a True. good point. Yeah. That's a good, good point. point. <laughs> I was like, I wonder how many current starting point guards Daniel could name. Oh, good lord. <laughs> so I went into the uh, ESPN depth charts for all the teams. And I chose 10. I'm going to give you the team, and you are going to tell me their current listed starting point guard on their depth chart. Are you ready? I feel like this is is this could be a good throwback Stump Daniel where it was developed to make me get things wrong. <laughs> okay. Because there's been a couple times lately, right. and we've talked and a lot about... And this is current, so is this injuries or yeah. on the roster? Injuries. If they're injured, they're not on here. So Damian Lillard's not the starting point guard. Okay. No. That that was my definition. Which brings okay. us to our first team. Yes. Portland Trailblazers. Anthony Simons. Anthony Simons is currently the started starting listed point guard Good. on the depth chart for the Blazers. I also thought it was interesting, and I'm not going to score you on this, but who do okay. you think their starting shooting guard is? It is Washington State Cougar C.J. Ellaby. Oh, is it really? Is currently <laughs> listed starting shooting guard who last year when they were at full strength could barely get on the floor. Yeah. Daniel. Francis says you're going to get three tops. He also says <laughs> that Gonzaga is down seven with a minute 39 left. Whoa, Gonzaga's going to lose. You said they were going to win. I know, but they're going to... You're flip-flopping here. Yeah, don't be a flippy flopper. <laughs> wow. If you said they're going to win, you got to stick with it. They're going to win. Golden State Warriors, Daniel, who is the current starting point guard for the Golden State Warriors? Stephen Curry? Steph Curry is correct. You're two for two. Good job. I wasn't sure if he was a shooting guard or not. Uh, I was kind of wondering if you were going to know that, and you yeah. got it. And you did I, not fall into my trap. Well, who else? The thing is, is I don't know who else would I like. I don't know their roster good, good enough point. to guess somebody else. As a side note, who do you think is listed as their starting shooting guard? It's none other than former Oregon State say Clay, Beaver GP2. Wait, what? He's starting for that? Now? Yeah, Clay Thompson is listed as their three. And what's Andrew Wiggins? Forward. I don't know what you're asking me about. Andrew Wiggins was an all-star. Is he not starting for them? I mean, he was an all-star. Okay, so explain that to me, because I was shocked to see him as an all-star, yeah, too. Yeah, he got voted in as an all-star starter because of some K-pop thing. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? Yes. yes. No. I heard about that. Yes. I see. Okay, I'm so far out on the NBA because the Blazers have like all been injured to the yeah. point of never playing anymore. Yeah. Uh, that... I saw that Andrew Wiggins was an all-star, and I was like, of course. All-star starter. I was like, of course the Warriors hit right on that trade. Yeah. I had no idea that it was a yeah. weird thing. But it's he's not bad. He's averaging like 18 points a game. Okay. So he's been good. He's been a good but player. This Let me tell you, I follow the NBA, and here's yeah. how I experienced that. Oh, Andrew Wiggins must be having a much better season than I thought. 
click on his stats. This is good, but <laughs> weird. Yeah. So you're two for two. Okay. Gary Gonzaga is down six with 50 seconds left. Gary Payton the second. I love that guy. GP2. Love that guy. Former Oregon State Beaver. Yes, sir. Daniel, the Memphis Grizzlies. Who is the starting listed point guard for the Memphis Grizzlies? Dude, I really appreciate the start to this because you've picked teams where I know players' names on each one of them so far. (laughs) He's had a guess. And if you were... I'm going to just say the guy I know on this team, and it's John Morant. It is John Morant. Yeah. Good job, Daniel. Very gracious. A very gracious host. By the way, is Ethan Thompson playing anywhere? Because both him and GP2 have the same thing in common, which is with them, Oregon State goes to the tournament, and without them, they are trash. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if he is or not, Okay, but I believe he should be. He should be. Because that dude's awesome. Because they went from being an Elite Eight team to trust in the Pac-12. Trash. Okay. Philadelphia 76ers, Daniel. Who is the listed starting point guard for the Philadelphia 76ers? Well, I know who me and you think it should be listed as. Okay. But I don't think that's it. Mm. But I don't know anybody else on their team besides him <laughs> and Joel Embiid. So I'm going to go with James Harden because he's the only other player on the team. No, wait. No, I'm yeah. sorry. You got that one wrong. Yeah. It's Tyrese Maxey. How did you not know that? <laughs> Dude, it is ridiculous. <laughs> who doesn't know Tyrese Maxey? Harden is listed as the starting shooting guard, but will have the highest usage rating of any player in the NBA. What's usage rating? It measures <laughs> the amount of times you shoot, pass, and handle the ball. So, like, Harden so like and Westbrook. It's like... Who's the one who has the ball the most and does the most stuff with it? Okay. All-purpose yards. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that checks out. (laughs) All-purpose yards. The Dallas Mavericks, Daniel. Who is the current listed starting point guard for the Dallas Mavericks? See, I feel like you buttered me up with the first few. (laughs) Mm, Because I'm going to go... Didn't they trade Christos Porzingis? Yeah, they did. So now the only player on the Dallas Mavericks I know is Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic? You mean the guy who's like six foot nine? Is he six nine? He's really big. He's not that tall. Six seven? No, yeah, maybe six seven. Six eight and a half. But you said that he was the white James Harden, and James Harden isn't that tall. Well, no. What I think I said was that I heard other people saying that <laughs> that was true. I've never felt that way about Luka. I'm glad because I like Luka a lot. He is six seven. Wow, he's a lot taller than I thought. Luka Doncic is currently the listed starting point guard for the Dallas Mavericks, so you are he correct. Is. Nice. You are four out of five. Also, I'm liking Luka less and less because I think Andrew just started the stream uh, on his phone. I think that with most players who have a lot of charisma can also show themselves to be giant tool bags sometimes. And I'm seeing more and more of that happen with Luca, where like he gets upset and he yeah. starts to be a tool. It's actually always been kind of his MO is he's kind of a whiny crybaby yeah. during games. Yeah. But then like off the court, he's just this big lovable puppy dog. Yeah. And all I was seeing was like the happy moments. And now, dollar smile. and now I'm starting to see some of the like, okay, you're kind of a tool bag moments. Really good player though. Oh yeah. The Los Angeles Lakers, Daniel, who is the current listed starting point guard for the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, I know who I think it should be. 
but I bet it's stupid Russell Westbrook. It is Russell Westbrook. <laughs> this is a complicated question, really, because number one, LeBron plays on that team. Yes. And he is 100% the guy who facilitates the offense. Yes. Also, Russell Westbrook is the really worst. being scrutinized right now. And actually, the things that you and I have known for years and been saying about him for years, yeah. everyone is realizing it. What? And going, oh my gosh, is this the player Russell Westbrook is? Yeah. So he is their current <laughs> listed starting point guard, but really LeBron James runs the show. Yeah. Yeah, that was the stupidest move of all time. It's going to be a little tougher down if, the stretch here. If LeBron facilitated that, that is his worst GM move of all time. Because as a GM... <laughs> LeBron's been pretty good, but that was a real dumb move. He's had some flubs as a GM, like the year that he was in Cleveland and he built a team around himself and then realized right before the trade deadline, all these guys are terrible. Trade everyone. So they did it, and then they brought in more guys that were terrible, and he had to win it all by himself. Yeah. This thing... I don't understand why him and Kevin Love... And Kyrie Irving. Like, what blew that up? Because that seems like a really Kyrie good trade. Kyrie So that was all Kyrie yeah. blowing that up? Because yeah. I feel like that is a pretty darn good pairing of all their, like, what they were all good at. It was Kyrie and the supporting cast that was built around them. Because LeBron James and Kevin Love complement each other beautifully. Yeah. But Kyrie does need the ball in his hands, doesn't he? He needs the ball in his hands. Also, he's kind of a baby now. And he admitted he was more of a baby then. Like he, yeah. he said afterwards, because he wanted to be the alpha dog. Yeah. He realized when LeBron came in, he was really excited for it. They played together for a while, and he realized at some point, no, I need to go prove that I can be the best player on a championship team. Which is dumb. Yeah. And then he went and tried to do it, and he couldn't. And realized that he was a terrible leader. Or let me rephrase: we all knew he was a terrible leader. Yeah. He realized, wow, this is harder than I thought. So he called LeBron, admitted publicly that he called LeBron and said, I'm really sorry for the way that I acted when we were in Cleveland. That is a huge... That's impressive. Yeah. We've got but breaking he, news. The yeah. Zags lose, Zags lose, Zags lose, 67-57. Also, wow. Francis sounds excited. Game. You know, that that's... They've been winning games by like 20 points or more. Yeah. So for them to lose by 10, like that's not just a buzzer beater fluky thing. Yeah, they're going to be, like, number five in the next AP pool, I bet. You know what, though, Daniel? What? Francis said you would get three right, Max. And I've you got already four. have five. I've got five? Yeah. Wow. Four more left. Milwaukee Bucks. Who is the current listed starting point guard for the Milwaukee Bucks? Dude, again, I only know two players on that team. Okay. <laughs> so I go with the shorter one, Chris Middleton. It is not Chris Middleton. Good guess. It's I'm excited that I've known a player on each one of these teams so far. If you like... ask me about the Washington Wizards, are they still the Wizards? Yeah. No. Are they the Wizards? Yeah. I don't know anybody on that team. Yeah, well, I didn't pick Actually, teams. I do know one on that team, but I can't remember his name. The guy from Gonzaga? <laughs> yeah. The two guys Why from Gonzaga. Why can't we remember the There's Gonzaga two guys, guys from that name. Gonzaga on that team. There's the, the Japanese guy. Rui Hachimura? Yeah. But that's not the guy we were trying to no, think of earlier. because there's a guy from King's High School yeah. who I saw play. Big white guy. He's not that big. No, he's like 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, big white guy. Yeah. Big white wing guard. I mean, watching him play against 1A basketball players, yeah, yeah he should have been the starting center, <laughs> but he was bombing threes and dunking on people. So the correct answer was Drew Holiday, which I think if you look back in your mind, if you were paying attention during the playoffs last year, you probably would have remembered that. 
Yeah. Drew Holiday. The Miami Heat, Daniel, who is the current listed point guard for the Miami Heat? You can think of a few players on that roster. Okay, I know... Obviously, you know Bam Adebayo, but he is definitely not a guard. And isn't Jimmy Butler still on the Heat? Jimmy Butler is on the Heat. And there's that little guy who I really like. I like his game. There's a little guy you really like? Isn't there a little white guy, a little European dude? Oh, are you thinking of... Uh, Dragic? Dragic, no, he plays for the Nets now. Oh, man, no. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to go with Jimmy Butler. <laughs> it is not Jimmy Butler. Terrible guess. Yeah. Justin, you were so helpful there, too. Yeah. Kyle Lowry. <laughs> Played most of his career in Toronto. Kyle Lowry was traded to Miami. I he forgot was... that he got traded to I, Miami. Th- I thought you might. Yeah, that's a good one. Francis says a whole lot of Daniel being wrong. What a great show. Hey, I'm well, doing better than you thought, know, Francis. Francis was also wrong, I, I would like to point out. I think out. he's including the Zags. I know he's including the Zags. <laughs> and probably about five other takes he disagreed with throughout the show. Phoenix Suns, Daniel, who is the starting, the current starting listed point guard for the Phoenix Suns? Steve Nash. It is not no, Steve it's, Nash. Uh, no, I only know Devin Booker, and I'm assuming he's a shooting guard, so I'm going to go with Devin Booker. I thought maybe you would come up with Chris Paul. Oh, my gosh. But that would also be wrong because... Uh, Wait, really? Yeah, that was a trap question <laughs> because Chris Paul is hurt now and he's oh. out for the rest of the regular <laughs> season. I forgot that Chris... in the trap. You didn't, you didn't <laughs> fall into my trap. But the... The one I thought you'd come up with, which was Chris Paul, you didn't come up no. with. No. The correct answer is Cameron Payne. How did you not know that? The Payne train. Okay, well, you started out five for six, and you've gotten three wrong in a row. So I'm five for nine? Although I would say the most embarrassing thing that's happened is you forgot Chris Paul, and yeah. that wasn't even the right answer. That's true. Final one, Daniel. Utah Jazz. Who is the current started listing, starting listed point guard for the Utah Jazz? I feel like you're not going to get this. Okay. <laughs> but it's definitely a player you know. It is? Yeah. Is he a former Blazer? No. Then why would I know him? <laughs> <laughs> he played college basketball with a former Blazer. Whoa. <laughs> that is like a six degrees of separation. <laughs> it's not a helpful hint at all. Not a remotely helpful hint. Uh... But when you when I tell you who the former Blazer is he played college basketball with, you're going to go, you're a jerk. Am I really? Yeah. Is it a dookie? Nope. It's not a dookie? No. Did we get rid of all the dookies, by the way? Uh, yeah, but then they traded for another one because now Justice Winslow is on the team. I don't even know who that is. Well, he's currently their, <laughs> their listed starting power forward, so... <laughs> you've established that's not that impressive, that's, Daniel. That's where the Blazers are right now. Dude. You got CJ Ellaby as the two and Justice Winslow as the four in your starting lineup. I saw a highlight to the other day just to go off the rails even more than... I mean, this episode of the show has just been bonkers so far. Uh, but remember when LaMarcus Aldridge was on the team with Damian Lillard? Yeah. How cool that could have been? Yeah. Gosh, LaMarcus sure screwed that one up. Yeah, he did. Anyway, I'm going to go with uh, Mitchell because I can't remember anybody else besides him and the tall guy who plays for the Jazz. It is not Spider Mitchell. It is not Rudy Gobert. It's Mike Conley who played college basketball with Greg Oden. 
Do you think I'm a jerk now for bringing it up? <laughs> Daniel's leaving. Greg, Greg Oden is the guy that got the knee surgeries. Uh, Dan, Greg Oden is the guy who had the many microfracture knee surgeries. We've lost Daniel. He is gone. Uh, I don't know if he's going to come back, but I'll just filibuster until he does. Andrew, tell me about your day. Uh, it's been pretty good. I was just setting up uh, the recording stuff. Yeah, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I didn't think he was... <laughs> Hopefully he's going to the bathroom. I hope uh, so. Anyway, for those of you who don't know, Greg Godin, huge bust. <laughs> One of the few things that I know about the NBA. The Blazers selected him instead of Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant has gone on to a Hall of Fame career. And Greg Oden uh, was a good player. A good, not great player when he was able to be on the floor, but he was barely ever able to be on the floor. And the Blazers have kind of toiled in mediocrity ever since then. The curse of Greg. And so bringing up Mike Conley and the fact that Mike Conley played college basketball at Ohio State with Greg Oden was kind of a low blow on my part, and I'm guessing coincided with the fact that Daniel kind of had to pee. So he took that as an opportunity to walk away and go to the bathroom and then coming back. Daniel, am I correct? Uh, yeah, you nailed that. <laughs> I figured because it was set up so well that you actually, it would make sense if I just left for a while. <sighs> that yeah. was harsh. Yeah. I was just hoping I didn't have to drive Justin home. Quick question. Is Zion the new Greg Oden? Because I've heard them referenced in the same sentence. I mean, it's fair. It's just hard because, like... So, Zion's been around for three years, almost, and he's played something like 65 games. I think 83. I think I saw an image recently that said, three seasons in, Greg Oden played 85 games, Zion Williamson's played 83. So, here's the hard part. He's so early in the career... Joel Embiid missed, like, the first two full seasons of his career. So, okay. like, there's comp, there's other comps. There's other comps. So, the people who are being mean. I don't think there are, are a lot Greg of Oden. examples of guys who missed a whole bunch of time in the first three years and then came back. But, like, it can happen. Didn't didn't The thing with Zion is so much more complicated, though. Because he's been accused of being detached and disinterested and not wanting to stay in shape. And then this whole thing blew up with him with CJ because CJ McCollum got traded to I the saw that. Pelicans. And Do you then, think CJ's being kind of whiny with that? I don't think CJ intended it to be taken the way it was taken. CJ was act, asked the question, has Zion reached out to you? or what? Oh, kind, he was actually, asked he was, that question? Let me rephrase. He was asked something like, what kind of conversation have you had with Zion? What kind of relationship do you have with Zion? Something like that. Okay. And he sort of danced around it at first. Then he was like, ah, he actually hasn't really called me. So then the reporter was like, wait, are you telling me you haven't spoken to Zion since you've been on the team? And he said, yes. So like he didn't offer that. Okay. He so now I'm really, that. as usual, I'm upset with ESPN guys. Yeah, because they're be. all like, CJ McCollum started this whole thing. What is he doing? But I mean, come on. He got no. asked the and question. Then, in fact, af as a follow-up, um, in the last couple of days, CJ said, well, after this whole thing happened, Zion actually did call me and will you guys please leave the kid alone? Yeah. And he defended him by saying, can you just let him be? 
Good. So I don't think that CJ intended, although you are, you're spot on about the way it was framed. Yeah, it's been framed like CJ's throwing him under the bus. And in fact, then you have JJ Reddick, the former Dookie, which so the one thing we know about him is that he's evil. True, but I so, kind of like his podcast. But his take was, <laughs> his take was, hey, I played with Zion. When he wasn't on the court, he was, I would call him a detached teammate. Really? And then went on a rant about well, how... Well, remember when he fell asleep during a game? Yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah. Then he went on a rant about how the basics of human interaction among teammates should be when someone gets traded to your team, you shoot him a text. Especially if he's a, supposed to be like a star. Like somebody you're bringing in to be like your big... But as we say, he's a star? He's also... A star player in his third year who's only been around the team for one year's worth of games. Yeah. Has this behavior been modeled to him? Mm. Is, does the team have any amount of accountability to say, hey, Zion, we traded? And did they do it? Yeah. Like, did they say, hey, can you reach out to CJ and say, hey, yeah. welcome to the team? Yeah. Because now, of course, the way ESPN does everything, they blew it up to Zion doesn't even want to be in New Orleans. Yeah. He wants to play for the... Is he going to be the first player ever that rejects the max contract extension that rookies get staying with the team they're drafted by? Hmm. Which will come up next year. Yeah. So, anyway, that's a sidetrack. Well, and I was just saying CJ McCollum as a star. Yeah. But I realize that a lot of people don't view him like that. But I, he was brought there to, like, boost their team. He wasn't, like, some D-league guy who got I traded to the squad. this trade boosted the way the public views CJ... Because right? in basketball circles, CJ has always been viewed as a star. Yeah. But he was not viewed as a star by the public. Right. And now that the basketball guys are going on TV saying, no, this guy's really good. He's legit. Eight and a half years of top-level production. Yes. Now people are starting, like normal people are starting to realize, oh, that guy's a star. Yeah. So CJ's I, good. I think he's boosted by this trade because people started talking about him. And people who know what they're talking about are now talking about it in public. Good. Well, I'm glad for CJ. Yeah. Real ticked off at how the Blazers situation has gone. I would also like to denote, because I think when you and I talked about CJ before, we were annoyed, annoyed kind of on a personal level because CJ seems like a legitimately good dude. Yeah. CJ on his podcast, The Pull-Up Pod, um, spoke glowingly about how the Blazers organization handled the process, good. even saying that they allowed him in on conversations, allowed him to collaborate about whether it was the right move for him to be traded. They wow. agreed that it was the right move for him to be traded. They let him have input on where he might go and just included him in dialogue the whole process. That really makes because me happy. Because they said, hey, you've been here with us from the start. We're not going to do you dirty. We're going to let you be a part of this. We're going to make you a partner in this trade instead of making you an asset that we trade. And he spoke really, really highly of the way the Blazers organization handled that trade. That makes me feel a lot better. Yeah. Now, if only they could be smart and nice or smart about how they get new players. Yeah. Because that's... Again, <sighs> I'm reserving judgment till the offseason. I want to freak out, but well, I'm going to wait. Well, I'm not saying that, like, I'm reserving judgment on this new set of decisions. Yeah. But they've screwed up the last, like, five Since years Craig of freedom. <laughs> <laughs> after getting... No, after getting CJ McCollum... Yeah. They've been miserable. That's true. So that's Except what I'm... Except for Nasir Little, yeah. who's now hurt. He's going to be a star. He could be good. Also, I've liked some of the stuff that I've seen from Greg Brown. I think he could be an interesting piece. The dude is explosive. And, and CJ Ellaby, obviously. You know what? I think CJ Ellaby... Go Cougs. Like, if, if Damian Lillard didn't play for the Blazers, 
Because who thought Brandon Roy was going to be that good? Remember good Brandon Roy? Yeah, that dude I, I think C.J. Ellaby has a lot of Brandon Roy in him, where you're like, you're not explosive, you're not that fast, you're not that quick. But in college... And but this is a little in, bit of all those things. The, in college... Like, Brandon Roy wasn't that amazing. And C.J. Ellaby just was a straight-up bucket getter in college. He wasn't explosive. He wasn't any of those things. So I think... Was he certified? Certified bucket getter? I don't know. I don't know. He didn't go through the process of getting the certification. We hadn't hadn't developed the process of certification yet. Now we do. We have our first certified bucket getter in Trey Seidel. Yeah. And... Trey's the man. I think that we got a couple more bucket getters. I think that I'm going to... Who are they? I think Kira Gardner is a certified bucket getter. Okay. I think she's right up there. Both the right... How weird would it be if our first two were from Raymond? Certified bucket getters. It's hard because like... When I think about like what a certified bucket getter is, I think... It's got to be all levels. It's got to be all levels. But then I think, okay, but if they're too good at too many other things... Oh. Can they still be a certified bucket getter? But Trey is. Trey's a really good rebounder and a super athletic kid. Yeah. And he also had some really good assist games. So I'm like, I don't want to like put him in a box where all he can do is score. Where all he can do is get buckets. Yeah. He uh. does get buckets. Though. <laughs> yeah, he does. But Adam Follett definitely more leans into that category. Yeah. Because he wasn't the best defensive player or yeah. rebounder but he was a bucket getter. But like when when they wrapped up the regular season and the district tournaments, we were Bucketers. talking about Kira Gardner having scored 30 or more points in half of their games. Oh geez. Dude, like if that's not a certified bucket getter, I don't yeah. know what is. I think we need to rename the snub award. We need to add <laughs> Kira Gardner into that. Do you realize that the only time she's won athlete of the week this week or this year was when she signed to go to Wazoo? Good except case. for the last, last week. Except for last week. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think so she might she be up to. there with, with Trace. It's really disappointing, too, because, like, she's so appreciative of any kind of, like, small amount of recognition. I know. She, like, shared our, she shared our and post. And her parents, like, her mom will get on and say, oh, thank you for recognizing Let her. Let us know how to pronounce and her And I'm name. like, you know what? Compared to Kira, we're nothing. We're like small potatoes. She's a big deal. You don't need to be thanking us. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know where she plays summer ball. Yeah. Because I'm assuming she's playing more higher level summer ball. By the way... Should I bring up my idea Which one? of what I want to do? I want to have like a, a scrimmage basketball day yeah. where we like get all the best players from the area and just do fun basketball things with them after the season, of course. Yeah. So that sounds awful. So behind the curtain, <laughs> Andrew would love to coordinate this. So behind the curtain, <laughs> when we decided to bring this podcast back, yes. we got together. We had multiple brainstorming sessions about what we wanted to do, what we wanted it to look like. And one of the first things we talked about and discussed as a group was, let's have a a huge event. We'll make it a charity event. We'll host it at one of the local high schools. We'll invite, quote unquote, local celebrities. Yeah. Former players, coaches, people who some, like, people in the sports community will recognize their name. We'll get them together. Daniel will take a team. I'll take a team. We'll have a a basketball game. We'll do three-point shooting contests. Let's do all this. It'll be super fun. Yes. And then, boom, COVID. Yeah. Like, immediately. Yep. And we never got to do it. And I really want to do it. Yeah. I'm thinking this summer sometime. Might be too late to try to organize it for this year. Maybe. It might be. 
If you're also, a local but, high school, if you're in charge of any kind of gym time in a local high school, yeah. and you would like to offer up your gym to be the host of this event, please yeah. let us know because we really want to do it and we need a nudge. Yeah, we do need a nudge. <laughs> we definitely need a nudge. Also, my idea was like it could be a small event and we could just post it as like a video series, you yeah. know, where where like we video the whole thing. But you were thinking, wow, do you think spectators would want to come to that? I, I think, think they so. Would, yeah. I think so because my idea was like. Let's get our bucket getter. Yep. Let's get Trey. Mm-hmm. Let's get Kira. Let's get some of the other best players from the around, around the era. Paige Leishness, McKinley Dalen, Caden Lovell, Caden Lovell, Michael Lorton Watkins. Uh, let's see. I'm sure. I mean, there's stud players. Maybe uh, Logan Witt from Elma. Mm-hmm. Like we've got some good players in the area. Grab them all together. Let's have a three point contest. Let's have. A dunk contest. Probably not a dunk contest. (laughs) A free throw shooting contest, maybe. And then like a knockout, maybe a game of bump. Like, you know, just have some fun with some of the... Knockout like a boxing match? Yeah. And of course, I'm saying this selfishly... afterwards, Justin. I'm saying this selfishly (laughs) because... Handshake line. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, is knockout not a thing? Like, do you guys not know what knockout is? I I think I do. I know what it is because you explained it to me recently. Oh, okay. Isn't it the thing where you if you go you're going in a row or in a line, and if you get your ball in, be into the no, that's bump. bump. That's bump. Oh. I have heard it called knockout before, but I call oh. it bump. Oh, okay. what I'm talking about is knockout, knockout is, is bump, but you punch the person behind you, and if you <laughs> knock them out, they're out. It's the only way to play. Anyway, <laughs> all of that is selfish because I want to compete in most of the things. <laughs> And see That's if why I can. There won't be a dunk contest. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you brought it up. That's not the whole reason. That's not the whole reason. But it stemmed from the idea because you're real close to the Monty kids, right? Yes. Yeah, and some of them was saying that we should have a three-point shooting contest. Well, actually, the way that happened was me being overconfident in my abilities <laughs> in my old yeah, age. Exactly. So I was telling them that I wanted to challenge <laughs> them in the things that they're best at, all the while knowing in the back of my mind that I was going to lose. So whenever they'll bring it up to me, like, hey, when are we going to do this? I'll make an excuse. See, and then in my head, I'm like, I could totally do that. Let's go. So I'll pull three hamstrings. So t- <laughs> So Tice Peterson, every time I see him, is asking me when we're going to do that three-point shooting contest yeah. that I challenged him to and guaranteed I would win. And you never and, and, and you're like, I'm going to wait until you're injured. The, the real thing is I love Tice, and he's such a nice boy. I don't want to embarrass him of course, yeah. by, All right. by winning. All right. So. Uh, this show has already been real long, so let's uh, let's get to the mailbag. I, oh. What? I have a thing for that. The mailbag. <laughs> yes, Send the mailbag. stuff. Send us your stuff in a mailbag. I've got some to start off the mailbag. I have some commentary here from Francis over the course of the show that I couldn't really bring bring in. Okay. I love the first comment <laughs> and I want to talk about it. <laughs> All right. Well, you want to read it? Colin Cowherd would not approve of your hat wearing choices. Choices, plural. Apparently you are channeling your inner oh. Matt Staffords tonight. The booze would suggest a hint of Aikman as well. What? Why does he keep bringing booze? I don't know. Well, you're drunk, Dan. Well, Andrew and I are <laughs> so, both wearing so backward hats. Col- so Colin Cowherd doesn't like backward hats? So Colin Cowherd went... is a perfect Colin Cowherd he- old person. So face. here's Seriously, the thing. This he is grew actually- up in the area of King Griffey <laughs> Jr. for Pete's sake. This is... No, but it was a very specific take. On Matt Safford? Your quarterback can't wear a backwards hat. <laughs> 
because backwards hat guy can't lead a team to a Super Bowl victory. But now, he did. This, but this is the thing. So this uh, is. Did he? You, you know how when I bring up Colin Cowherd on here because I really feel a, a great deal of animosity towards him because he ex. <laughs> well, I think he's entertaining. He exemplifies Northwest guy radio. <laughs> <laughs> Radio media guy who yeah. keeps no inventory of previous takes. Zero. So this was his previous take about Matthew Stafford. He wears a backwards hat on the sideline. Backwards hat guy will never lead his team to a Super Bowl victory. Now he was he was throwing flowers in the direction of Matthew Stafford for why can't more of our quarterbacks be like Matthew Stafford? Married his high school sweetheart. Are you kidding Great me? Great guy. He's just completely lost track of the fact that he called him backwards hat guy and said he'd never succeed at the highest level and now is holding him up like the does, example of what an NFL quarterback should be. Does yeah. he start his show with like a disclaimer? Because I could totally respect that if he started every show with this disclaimer like the opinions here that you hear in this show <laughs> are completely made up on the spot and will be forgotten tomorrow or something like that. I think his, his strategy in general has been throw out as many hot takes as possible. Who cares if they contradict sure. themselves and whichever ones are right, I'll hold up and be like, hey, look when I was right about this. And I'm he actually smart. has a segment on his show to try to combat this to called that's called where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong. And they'll bring up in the where Colin was wrong thing these tiny little things that he got a little bit wrong. But there's a Twitter account that's dedicated to this. Good. I think it's called Funhouse something. I can't remember exactly. But it goes back and like holds them accountable for all these kinds of things. Good. That was a great comment, Francis. Good, good take. Francis, Francis just, just had a suggestion for the basketball day. He uh, says... The scrimmage presents. Daniel wants to show up a bunch of high schoolers and gets his ass handed to him. <laughs> that would be the that would be the the name of it, or that would be like the subtitle that's maybe under the sub, maybe the subtitle the scrimmage basketball event or whatever. Scrimmage basketball day. I Daniel gets his butt handed. to I him. I think we would have to call it the scrimmage bouncy ball hoop day. That's true. That's like a part of our show. Yeah. Uh, the next comment from Francis says. You all have mirrors. This it's a blessing to all five viewers that we can't see you. Angel Courtney and Hannah are very confident, self-assured women and clearly looks don't matter to any of them. What is this about? It, so he what? was... He, I was... I I responded to the, the comment about the hats and I was like, our hats are backwards because I, I need to get the lights figured out. Yeah. It's not bright enough. That's why I took mine off, actually, because I thought and, that might be the and case. And so he just came hard. Yeah, he did. Dang. Yikes. I think, uh, I think he also saw Daniel trying to open a bottle in the window <laughs> and pointed out that, that Daniel can't work a pop top. Very sad. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if he can see it in the... Okay, if you're listening on the podcast, <laughs> I now have to explain this because I'm shocked that Francis was able to see it. That? Daniel was trying to open a bottle. He couldn't open it with the bottle opener I gave him. Because the bottle opener is a thumb drive. It's a weird bottle opener. <laughs> and I've now done it a few times. This was, so, this was while we were playing the, the interview. So he brought, Daniel brought the bottle opener to me so that I could open it for him, but it's not because Daniel wasn't strong enough. It's because it's a weird bottle opener. But wow, Daniel's, Francis. Daniel couldn't figure it out. I still don't understand how he did that. That's impressive. Francis, you pay a little bit too close attention. I love it. Final Francis comment. Okay. Transitive property and basketball tourney seating 
It's like Chinese food and chocolate pudding. Ricky Bobby reference. What does that mean? Have you not seen Ricky Bobby? I have, but it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a long time. I think he's saying that... Uh, they don't go together? They don't go together very well. Um, but I must say that... I do while I've messed up, property. While I've messed up some... Like, I have missed a couple of things with this state basketball tournament. Here comes a humble brag. This isn't a humble brag. <laughs> Here comes a brag brag. I nailed every single game of the 1A and 2A girls district basketball tournaments. You want to know how many 2A district basketball games I've seen? Zero. One. I had seen one before. I saw the Aberdeen girls play like once. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting emotional, and, not going to lie. Andrew, <laughs> right, it doesn't count as a round of applause if only I'm doing it. Good job, Daniel. Oh, you're clapping for yourself. Yep. Too. Okay, that's good. I had to add to the round. Good job. Yeah. I actually, I'm going to make fun of you a little bit, but that's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there were some good games in there, too. I nailed everyone. Justin, you should be happy about this because now I'll agree to more and more ridiculous things I'll have to do when I lose the March Madness bet this year. I, I, but are we going to do the punishment? Are Daniel, we gonna, it could be your year. Yeah. Are we going to do the punishment? Oh, yeah. Up with? Yeah, we're going to do it. Andrew has to buy in, though. No, you, I don't. Andrew will not agree to that. Why not? Because, because I don't know anything about basketball and I don't want to. But you don't have to know it. The people who win these things don't know anything about basketball. That's true. That's Oregon true. State went to the Elite Eight last my, year. My sure wife Daniel's beat me all before. of us in the NFL playoff challenge. That's true. She did. <laughs> Congrats, Hannah. You beat yep. a bunch of morons. <laughs> oh, we still have a bunch of old leftover mailbag things. Screw but, it. We'll get them next week. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna get out. So for uh, yeah. my co-host, Daniel, can't open a pop-top Hargrove. Also, the preacher from The Princess Bride. <laughs> Mowage. Wivelweez. Wivelweez. And my co-host, Justin, one stick short of a full <laughs> Twix package, Thomas Evans. It's <laughs> <laughs> a true story. And our trusty producer, Andrew Backwards Hat Gross. <laughs> Even listening to the screen. You open a candy though, and it's like there's not everything you thought it was gonna be in there. It was like it was just I was so upset that nobody else said that. Like that was like a three day old tweet by the time I got to it. (laughs) I did laugh. It legitimately it legitimately affected my mood.